Oh, yeah. <laughs> Mother. Tell your children not to walk my way. What happened? Oh, so we don't get sued? Yeah, and I start cutting these short so we don't get sued, just in case. Jesus Christ, I'm sick of people telling us, you better be careful, you're going to get sued. You better be careful, you're going to get your fucking face broken. Uh, My God, what a week, Dave, huh? Another great day for Padre Baseball, 15 strikeouts on a Sunday. That Matt Stairs hire looks good. Oh, my gosh, man. What is the deal? Guy who struck out is Corey Stewart. Our buddy pointed out. Yeah, let's hire a guy who struck out 1,200 times in his career as our hitting coach. Perfect. You know, we always make fun of the Padres or talk about this a lot because we've known a lot of these Padre hitting coaches and said, Mm -hmm. is this a good hire and why do you blame the hitting coach? But when you bring in a guy like Matt Stairs, I said this uh, a a while back. I I, I honestly believe you should have two hitting coaches. You should have a right-handed hitting coach, left-handed coach. I also like that. But you you have one plan as far as what your goal is if it yeah. means taking pitches getting on base hitting the ball to the right side whatever but there should be guys working with, with both just like in pitching if you're left-handed pitcher don't go to right-handed hitting coach yeah right i mean pitching coach you know what yeah, i'm saying I got you. okay so when i you look at stairs i'm like all right well who does we need help with we need help with hedges we yeah. need help with myers we need help with renfro you know what i mean you're going How about well, today i'm driving and ted is talking about chase headley and here we sit on what april 22nd yeah he said Chase Headley has three hits on the year. Yeah. Three hits yeah. on the year. Yo, shit, man. Aaron <laughs> Judge had that today, I think. <laughs> and uh, you go, it, yeah, it, it's a wreck. But um, that that's not even the story right now with this stupid team and the stupid people in this town. <laughs> Which direction do you want to go? Because I heard well, my first Padre broadcast today. On radio, not the pro- broadcast, but the pregame. I mean, I finally, I, you know, kind of flipped on and saying, I'm, I always say I'm never in the car for the pregame. Yeah. I'm always watching Grant or Silo, all those guys. Well, I got a lot of Padre things to go over, too. Okay. So go ahead. Where do you want to go? Well, the the Twitter debate over the weekend yeah. goes back to the Tyson Ross game and the uh, choice of the announcers to not use the phrase no hitter. And it, Posner, of all people, was the guy fanning the flames, and then all of a sudden, you got the fucking Jack Brickhouse of the AHL, Craig Elston, piping it. <laughs> and, you know, everybody yeah. everybody knows everything when you're sitting on the couch. Yeah. So I just sat back and waited for anybody to say what the problem is, and nobody did. And if you listened to the promo that the great Tom Howell did, tweeted out last week that was the best of Dave and Jeff from 1090. I pointed it out there, and I'll point it out again. I'm the fucking glasses of San Diego. (laughs) I loved it. When that came up, I loved it. It was like I heard it for the first time. Because here's what nobody has said. Yeah. Oh, you know when you'll hear it again is tomorrow at 630 when fucking Woods tried to claim it. As his own, assuming he's working. and uh, But nobody has said it. Yeah. So let me tell you why Don Orsillo or Mark Grant or Jesse Agler or Ted Leitner don't say the phrase no hitter. Because, unlike you fucks, they travel with this team. Yeah. They are on the charter. They are on the bus constantly. When you are part of the traveling party... 
you are looked at as a player, as part of the team. You are part of that fraternity. And if you want to stay part of that fraternity and not be blocked out when you need to go do a pregame interview or a postgame interview or you're looking for information behind the batting cage, if you don't want to be frozen out and be able to consistently do your job at a high level talking to you, Jack Brickhouse to the AHL, then you fucking play the game by their rules, not by Craig fucking Elston's rules or by Jay fucking Posner's rules. And here's why again, and Posner should understand this, but he fucking clearly doesn't because he's too busy putting his horse shit paper to bed at 7.30 at night. So every morning I wake up, the Padres were down two to one in the third inning when we went to press. I'm like, I don't live in fucking Julian, you cock. Here's what Jay Posner and the Jack Brickhouse to the fucking AHL don't get. Two to one of the third. It does feel that way. Like, All the what time. What do you mean you went to press? Yeah. A couple years ago, and I will leave him unnamed, but it's been long enough ago that Tony Gwynn Sr. was the color announcer. An announcer for that team was on a team bus. It was a very similar situation to what we saw the other night where a no-hitter was broken up, and a player got in the face of this Padre announcer and very loudly yelled at him for using the phrase no-hitter during the broadcast. It was a very similar situation from what I've been told to the video we've seen of Ryan Leaf screaming in the face of Jay Posner. Wow. What it took to defuse the situation was Tony Gwynn to say it was me. He didn't say a word. Sit down. And the players sat down. That's what you're facing if you are an announcer and you use the term no-hitter. You fucking got it? So stop sitting there on your high throne. Think, how about you get the fucking NHL scores in? Can we do that? How about we stop running Tom Krasvick articles every fucking day about a team that left here? Can we do that, you fucking dipshit? Jesus fucking Christ. Nobody fucking said as I sat there... You know, maybe it's because they're part of the traveling party. Now, can you handle it in a situation where you show a graphic and you say the numbers tell the story? Sure. Yeah. And I've seen guys who lately have been doing that. They take a picture with their phone and then they retweet it out that it's zero on the hits. Yeah, but I'm saying if you're Orsillo or or Leitner, Jesse Agler can't fucking say the term no-hitter. He's a fucking little twerp. Now, we all like him. But they'll ragdoll him all day long and stick him upside down in a trash can. (laughs) They will. They absolutely will. So any of you guys that think for a second, well, that's not the way I do it. Bullshit. Bullshit. You've got one of 30 jobs in baseball, and you're doing it, and you're on that flight, and you're on that bus, and you need fucking Will Myers or Hosmer or McGuire or anybody else that's superstitious and follows that code. You need them to talk to you. Fuck you, you fucking liar. <laughs> Bullshit, you wouldn't do it. If they're like, dude, follow the code. Yeah. Now, what never happens in baseball, because Wayne Partello's too busy programming a horseshit radio station, but what Wayne Partello should do is I fucking help him do his shitty job too. <laughs> If he was smart at the start of the year, yeah. and I don't know, maybe they do it. I've never heard of them doing it. They should have them meet the fucking announcers at spring training. Yeah, that'd be great. 
This is Ted Leitner. Ted has been the radio voice of this team for 40 years. This is Jesse Agler. Been the voice of the team for five years. If you want to beat the shit out of him, we aren't looking. Yeah, Ted's a fucking karate guy. Good luck. <laughs> He's a brown belt. Yeah. Agler, I mean, if you feel good beating up fucking Corey Hames' twin brother. Likes to talk about his socks. He's been here five years, but if you're going to kick anyone's ass here, it's him. Yeah. Not you, Ted. Yeah, you feel good beating up a guy who buys his shirts at the Gap. Hey, that's on you, not me. This is Don Orsillo. He was the voice of the Red Sox. He's called World Championships. He's done national work. He's good. And he'll laugh at everything. He will. But he's a nice fella. He is a nice fella. This is Mark Granny pitched in the bigs. And then what I would do if I was the announcers is I would say, you know, can we find a common ground? Because just like you have a role to do, Brad Hand, and you have a role to do, Matt Caesar or Eric Hosmer, so do we. Absolutely. And the thing that comes up every year is how we can handle a no-hitter. So, uh, or sit down with Clayton Richard and Hosmer and go, hey, man, if I say, welcome back, Tyson Ross has a no-hitter going in the seventh, and the next guy up, Paul Goldschmidt, hits a double, I swear to God, am I going to hear from you tomorrow? Well, yeah. You know what's interesting? I had this conversation with someone during the no-hitter. I think it was Ted he tweeted out that there's a no-hitter going, okay? Well, fuck him. Okay. Get, but, fire <laughs> I'm kidding. So he tweeted out, and my kid, who's a huge Padre fan, got upset about it, okay? The right? whole superstition thing. And I said, what are you upset about? I go, that's business. I go, Ted's job is to be heard on the radio. I go, if he tweets out and you're somewhere and, hey, the Padres have a no-hitter, I'm running to the radio or the yeah. TV. That's business. That's what you do. That's when you strike while the iron's hot. I have no problem with Ted doing that. And but if, Ted has enough skin in the exactly. game as being the guy for 40 years. Yeah, no one's going after Vince Gully. No one's going after Jerry Coleman. It. No one's going after Jaime Hyrene. No one's going after these guys that have been there forever. No and one's going after Eduardo done. Ortega. No John Miller. After, yeah. You know, Kuiper. But, but, but you're part of the traveling party. Yeah. You are part of that group. And it, look, let me tell you this about Major League players. And Dave, tell me if you agree. 90% of them are immature. Yep. 90% of them have a sense of entitlement. Yep. And 90% of them can become a dick really quick. I but you know more. But you know why? Because they're under an amount of pressure that I won't say. It's they're under an immense amount of pressure. I'm not going to yeah. compare it to what any of you go through because you guys may be living check to check. I'm just saying it's a different kind of lifestyle that they live when you have 50, 60, 40,000 yeah. people screaming. And a dude from 60 feet away throwing a little hard rock at your head at 95 miles an hour, they're a different breed. But they are, they're the majority. You're the minority yeah. on that bus and on that plane, and you have to play the game by their rules. And I don't, I got to be honest, I like Jay a lot. I'm fucking with him tonight, just busting his balls. But I do. Jay and I have had our run around. I hate that fucking Ryan Leaf video. I really do. I hate that thing because I like Jay. Jay's a friend, and I hate that thing. I, I don't I, – I just – it bugs me because I've never liked Leaf, and I've always liked Jay as much as we fuck around with each other. I, I hate that thing. Yeah. And and I would just say for Jay, Jay may not have even thought of it this way, but, dude, that that's what those guys could be facing. They well, could be facing a similar situation if you go because – that's the mentality of the player you're dealing with. Did you see what Bill Center said? I did not. Okay. Bill Center came out and said it is the job of the media to say what is happening. 
and he wasn't picking on the Padre announcers. I'm sure he understands okay. that as well as anybody. But meaning it is Jay Posner's job. It is his job. It is uh, Kevin Acey's job. Mm-hmm. If the no-hitter is going on, it is their job to let you know what is going on. There's a big reason why the newspaper business is crashing. There's nothing in today's paper that happened today. And for Bill Senator, who's been around forever, to sit there and say that, I, I couldn't agree more. I thought he was absolutely right. At that time, that is their job, is to give you the most up-to-date sports news. There's no reason why I should read on ESPN.com what's going on in the Padre game when I can't yeah. find through the Union Tribune, through uh, through Twitter. Yeah, completely different as a exactly. beat writer. 100% agree. And if any player is going to give Dennis Lynn or Kevin or Bill or any of the other guys shit for tweeting that out, well, then you're just a moron. But none of the writers are part of that traveling party, and none of the writers are considered part of the fraternity. I've seen it. I've seen it. I've talked to enough guys, and Jay's talked to enough guys. Yeah, Craig's in a different situation because, and I Craig's the ultimate homer, which is great. That's fine. That's that's not a shot at Craig, but you don't have the same situations in hockey. Yeah. That you have in baseball. Craig, any member of the Gulls that would ever have an issue with Craig's announcing is a lunatic. Because Craig is 100% bleeds blue, orange, and white. Absolutely. And that's fine. I, um, that That's great. And people love Craig for doing that. But I, I'm just telling you, man, you, you got to be a... And, and here's the thing that really pissed me off today about the UT. Is looking at the Sunday... Letters to the editor. Yeah. And they publish a letter for the second week in a row of guys taking a shot at Mudd and Orsillo. Okay, now I'll be honest with you. I didn't see it. I read, the only thing I read was Nick's column and boom, I was out. The Sesame and then I was out. I didn't see yeah. it. So they took a shot at them for what? Which which example? Are they upset that Mud, they think Mud gives Orsillo too big of a hard time? Yeah, they think the guy thinks they're clowns. And instead of showing his point in the letter today, was instead of showing the defensive positioning in the sixth inning, they had the nerve, Fox Sports San Diego, to cut to the booth and look at Mud and Don talking about a bobblehead. I mean, if you're that miserable a prick yeah. that that bothers you, go fuck your fist. Release a little stress there, fucking jerk. In defense of those guys, and I've never talked to Mud or Don about it, we know both those guys, I Here's the deal. The Padres are going to stink for a while. And when I mean stink, wins and losses are going to stink. They're going to play some bad baseball. They're going to do things and drive you crazy. They understand the game. This is how it's going to go. As we said, it's a process with the organization. Yeah. Don and and Mud are entertainers right now. Correct. They're trying to get you through it. Correct. When the team becomes good, becomes a top-tier team, all of a sudden they're going to be solid, knowledgeable baseball announcers. Absolutely. The way they already are. But if they're sitting there beating you down that how bad the team is, you're going to tune off. You're going to yeah. say, why would I hang around this? I'll come you back in five You were really close years. to them saying they were going to beat you off. Yeah, well, I just uh, yeah, you yeah exactly. You were really cl- And I don't think, I don't know for sure, but I don't think they're going to do that to get you through. <laughs> but go ahead. Uh, but that, that's my point right there. They, absolutely. They, 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 can, they, can, they can play both sides. They can change and gears. They can change gears. And they t- let me tell you, neither both of those guys can't wait to change gears. They Correct. can't wait till it's. Top of the line baseball talk and where the Cubs are, where the Nationals are, where the Yankees are. That and will very be Red Sox. few can. Yes. Remember, That's, Don came from the world champion Red Sox. Yes. He was solid. He has three fucking rings. Yeah. It's very funny, too. What I what I love about Ursillo, and I haven't talked to Don in a long time, but what I love about Don, uh, we were talking last night, uh, you, me, Josh, and Jake, we're talking about how, how we can get in on YouTube. Yeah. 
and you start watching YouTube and you can get addicted and all of a sudden two hours will go by. Yesterday, I'm at the park with my kids. Yeah. <clears throat> and I start watching 10 best MLB ejections, right? Who fucking has the time to put this video together? <laughs> but I watched it yeah. as like 2,000 other people yeah. had. And then I watched 10 best baseball fights. Well, yeah, uh, that's a bit of a stretch, right? But the funny thing was how many, uh, and maybe the guys on the East Coast who put the video together, but it's all old Red Sox, Veritech, and all these guys, Yankees, yeah. and Orsillo's on the call on oh, all of them, and he's great. Look, I'll say this: Vaskersian and Grant had the ability to change gears and understand. Do you understand? Yeah. You fucking dummy, <laughs> that this team struck out fifteen times today against a Diamondback team, and Luke Casey, your hero, got kind of kicked yeah. around a little bit today. I mean, Jesus Christ, right? Why don't you go watch fucking Meet the Press, you dick? Well, Leave Mud and Don alone. They're the least of that team's fucking worries. I mean, you look at Matt right now. We, as we're doing the show, the ESPN Sunday Night Game, Matt is as good as anybody. He needs to calm the fuck <laughs> down, too. <laughs> All nervous about taking over some. I love Dan Shulman. Yeah. Give me a break. Dan Shulman and Aaron Boone. It wasn't really... You know, Tony yeah. Kubek and Joe Gargiola <laughs> they took over from after a 25-year run. I, I got you. My point is, I think Matt is doing a very good job. To he's me, great. He's doing the, bringing the best out of A-Rod and Mendoza. I think both That's of them are- an impossible job. And they Really doing a good job talking. And for me, I would say, show me something I don't know. Show me yeah. something that maybe I don't see. When A-Rod's sitting there talking about how to pitch somebody or why you come back with back-to-back change-ups and discipline. Yeah. And Mendoza, believe it or not, she was doing a fantastic job. And I've never been a huge fan um, that that's what I want. I want a yeah. l- little bit more. W- one thing you would talk about broadcasting and Fox Sports and look, Don and Mud have no control over what camera they're going to use. Okay, it doesn't work that way. If they're yeah. talking about a bobblehead, there's a promotion. They're told, look, it's bobblehead. Yeah. We got to get people in the fucking ballpark. We work ballpark. with the team. We're exactly. twenty. We're twenty percent of yeah. this network is owned by the team. Exactly right. And so they're and they, they're team employees. Yeah. They don't work for Fox. They work for the team. Absolutely right. So. When you when you sit there and you you watch the guys go through what they're trying to do, they have no control over the guy that's in the truck and what camera yeah. on the show. The one thing I'll say as a baseball fan, and I know Mud, Mud will tune in and ask once in a while, "Hey, how are you guys doing?" And, yeah. and I'll, I'll throw him shit, and he probably walks away going, "I don't know, fuck Dave, what do you want me to do?" Yeah, I wish as a baseball fan they would show the defensive alignment more, so I'd kind yeah. of go, it, "How are things set up?" Two. Who's on deck? Because I don't have a fucking scorecard in front of me. Show me True. who's on deck so you get an idea. Is the manager on the other team looking to pitch around a guy? True, I like that. To get to somebody. Just just every once in a while, show me who's on deck. If there's a guy in scoring position, would you possibly put but a guy in first you on could purpose? Put that, you honestly could put that in the in the bug. Yes. In the in the graphic because, god damn, I, I swear, I may have to give you a little bit of credit tonight. You were dead on when you said fucking cut Chase Headley. And every article... Of, uh, we'll get into AC in a yeah. second, too. Uh, you're the only guy who's fucking said that in two weeks in this town. How do you not? De- the guy has three fucking hits. The he guy almost it. doubled his batting average when he got the one hit against the Dodgers. Jesus Christ. <laughs> so here, uh, The third thing I like as, as a TV viewer, I would love to see Dangle behind home plate more, meaning the pitch coming. Because when, that angle from center field, anyone who just watches baseball, how do they not hit it? It's yeah. so fucking fast and moves like yeah. you wouldn't believe. Give me the angle behind home a little bit more, but that's what I, those are the three things I want. I want to know defensive lineman who's on deck and give me the angle behind home plate more. The, the problem with the angle behind home plate starting there is, it, to me, it's a little bit like the angle behind the yeah. quarterback in the National Football League, and you can really lose the play quick. 
Um, and when they do that on kick returns, to me, and and I know it's apples and oranges, NFL and baseball, but to me, the the 50-yard camera for the NFL yeah. is okay because they get a little too cute with that XFL camera with punts or anything else. I, I wonder if you could do that maybe in a little bit like that camera, but Jesus Christ, Dave, again, going back to what we started with, Baseball players are, are a little bit of a bitch, too. They are. They are. They but, got rabbit ears more yeah. than any sport. But tell me, as we talk about Lucchese a lot, we want to see, hey, what's that pitch they're talking about? What yeah. does it look like the from The churve yeah. that oh, they wrote about yeah. today? Yeah. When a guy is swinging and missing and can't hit it, show me from behind. What is it? What did it look like if you don't want to start there? At yeah. least show me. Because that that's amazing. Scherzer's slider, Kershaw's curveball, all that shit that most guys on the planet can't do. Yeah. I, I love to see it. They it, it almost goes back to because... The lipstick camera that you put on the the mask of the catcher or the batter and yeah. you do those, they're not good enough quality and there's too much movement. It's like when they try to do the ref cam and boxing. Jesus, you feel like you're gonna get you're gonna <laughs> get vertigo. Uh, yeah. It, it's terrible. But if if you remember the old school, like um, and I mean like old where it was on film, and you would see guys that would throw Right, and it would be taken from the catcher's perspective, and you would be able to measure the breaking ball. Yeah. It was really fun. I just don't know how you would do that, but that's where you go. Okay, Nick Davis, let's let's find a way to show. I watched a thing um, on Real Sports, the the last Real Sports I, I happened to catch, and it was going back talking about the netting, the yeah. need for netting, going down the the first and third base lines, and they had people that were sitting behind a plexiglass shield. Did you see that? Yeah. And they were just randomly firing pitches at him while they talked to Brian Gumble and trying to react. And, and it was... Couldn't do it. No. Yeah. And it was incredible. But um, I, I don't know how you could do it. Yeah. It, it, David, it wouldn't shock me, right? I mean, it, it's going to be the next thing. Probably in some kind of... You know what it'll be, David? It'll end up being some kind of virtual reality. Right, I mean, virtual yeah. reality now, you can go on the floor in an NBA game. They yeah. did it at the All-Star Pretty game. Pretty amazing. Yeah. yeah. So I would guess that would probably be it for baseball. Um, I had something. I wanted to ask you to finish about the no-hitter real quick. Yeah. So were you watching the game? No, it's okay. funny because I, I was thinking about this driving down tonight. Since this whole divorce thing started, yeah. I've seen such – like you would think I would be a homebody – yeah. Um, it's not like I'm out at, at the fucking shanty in Cardiff getting fucked up every night. I'm I'm never home. Eighty five percent of my DVR is filled yeah. with shit. And uh I because I'm here, yeah. I'll be here tonight and then home at like ten thirty. Yeah. I work every day. I don't get yeah. back to six o'clock at night. Yeah. I'll be back here tomorrow. Brett Boone will be here tomorrow. Brett Boone will be here, which will be great. And then um yeah, school shit going on and yeah. kid shit going on. So, no, I really, I, and, and honestly, yeah. um, I feel like if, if I got time to watch a Padre game, I probably got time to run and go get yeah. frozen yogurt with my kid yeah, or something. Exactly. So, the reason I asked was it, it became to what was Tyson Ross's pitch count? You start doing the math yeah. and you start figuring out, shit, he's going to go 130, 140. What, what do you end up a, at? Closer to, I think, in the 120s. Maybe okay. around 125, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. Yeah. Um, it didn't matter because they ended up pulling. But he came out at one point to ask him, are you okay? You know, Andy, Andy Green did. did. Not the pitching coach, but Andy Green did. 
and asks him. And of course, Tyler Ross is going to say, yeah, mm-hmm. fucking I'm okay. Mm-hmm. Well, he comes out later and says, I was going to pull him anyway. Okay. In that situation. No. You, you, and funny, Mike son and I arguing. I said, I said, Yoan Santana was never the same after the Mets yeah. ran him right into the fucking ground. Tyson Ross is a guy that played one game and then was gone for a whole year because yeah. of an injury. And he goes, <laughs> he goes, Tyson Ross pitches like he doesn't give a shit all the time. And you watch him. Tyson Ross does. Like, he has yeah. that demeanor. Like, I don't give a fuck. Like, I got shit going on. But it, he, <laughs> he was so good, you know, mm-hmm. and, he, and he was outstanding. But as a guy who's watched this team forever, mm-hmm. you watch Chris Young get close. We've watched Andy yep. Ashby get close. We've seen it before where you go, fuck, is today the day? It felt like today was the day. Wow. You know, how it, it great did. would that have been? It would have been cool. That would have been great. It would have been great, of course, if it's in San Diego. But so what? We, we beg, yeah. Beggars can't be choosers. We'll, we'll, we'll take it. Just like we took Matt Kim hitting for a cycle in Colorado. Uh, I think it was the perfect scenario because it was a veteran guy who, if I'm Tyson Ross, it's a little bit. Uh, it's a little bit of the Costner movie, right? Yeah. I mean, he's not 40 years old and you don't have Vin and you're not playing at Yankees yeah. Stadium. But it's a little bit of the love of the game. Yeah. Where a guy who was basically out gets a chance to come back. Um, it would be great if Tyson pitched in the bigs for another three years. But I don't know how many of us feel that's realistic. And so right now, if he goes, dude, I have a legit shot at throwing a no-hitter. And I feel relatively good. Um, I'm going to fucking go for it. Yeah. I'm going to fucking go for it. Now. If it's Lucchese or Lauer or one of these dudes, nah, yeah. you go, man, I'm sorry. You got a really bright future. And as we're sitting here on April the 20th, I I just don't know that I'm ready to let you fling it for 140 pitches. Yeah. I just don't know them. But for Tyson Ross, I'm like, dude, this is it, man. This is it. You came back. We're going to let you go for it. I think it was you I was talking to just the other day about uh, Franchi Cordero. It might yeah. have been the same. Was it the same day? Was it Friday? Might have been. Where I was saying, dude, he's not a center fielder. You know, he, defensively, he needs yeah. some help. And even in left field, he probably needs a little bit of help. It's more reps. He's only 23. Yeah. It's only a 23-year-old kid. And then when you realize he couldn't cover 50 feet in 4.7 seconds, and you're going, holy fa- fuck. How the fuck did that happen as fast as that dude is? Oh, my God. As, as you would teach your kids in baseball, if you're playing the infield, remember your first step is in. If you're playing yeah. the outfield, your first step is back. And then you think about, okay, the combine, guys running the 40-yard dash. Running 40 yards no in, shit. in 4.7 seconds. This fucking guy couldn't run 50 feet. I thought he was faster than that. He is fast. He went forward and then had a reverse angle uh. and was over his fucking head and then you know, Nick's like that. That that's an error. That's not a hit. But you understand it's, it's hometown scoring. That game's yeah. at Petco Park. Yeah, it's probably <clears> a fucking error. Yeah, but that's not the way it works. And everyone knows. Hell, you and I have seen it before. As much as we love Cam and Eddie, he would call up to the press box and say, "You yeah. fucking change that from a, yeah. an error to a hit." He'd freak out during the game. That that's another thing worth bringing up today. Uh, fuck John Gennaro. <laughs> fuck said, him. So, what is it? Fuck him for. Fuck Gennaro. Even though he gave my kids a fucking $200 tablet for free. Wow, that's cool. There you go. What has he done for you lately? (laughs) The last nine days? Sent me 10 of the fucking greatest text messages of all time. (laughs) But what's he done for me in the last hour? Yes. Uh, Nothing. So fuck John Gennaro. (laughs) Tomorrow I'll fucking love him again. But for now, Corey Stewart, who I think is great. Corey came from the old 690. and, uh, And it's... It's great. And the other day, Corey wrote, happy birthday to Ken Caminetti, who would have been 55 years old the other day. And uh, 
And he talked about the fact, Corey said that they somewhere on the broadcast, maybe they played the old video, like where have all the cowboys gone? Yeah, yeah. With the, to which that fucking jerk, uh, Gennaro writes, oh, I can't wait till the fucking Bills play the tribute video to OJ this year. Oh, look at him. Look at him. This fucking snarky little comment. And uh, John's point was that he had family members that dealt with addiction. I'll say this. Ken didn't fucking choose to do it, you fucking dick. Yeah. Now, I can't speak for the family members. Ken had a beautiful wife, beautiful daughters, and a life, and addiction beat him. Yeah. Ken didn't go, you know what? This is a great life that I'm living, but fuck it. I got millions of dollars. I'm popular. I'm well-liked and everything else. Had a million and, people in baseball trying to help him through it. And the idea that we're all going to fucking point to Ken like Ken was the only guy to use PEDs. Really? <laughs> Ken was the one guy? Yeah, okay. Got it. <laughs> Ken's the only guy in baseball. When everybody in baseball is hitting 62 fucking home runs, and Brady Anderson hit 50. Yeah. Now, Brady, of course, hit it because he's a Carlsbad kid. We love him. <laughs> Uh, but I, I'm just saying, you had yeah. all. Brad hit 50 home runs. He had every guy in baseball. The ball was juiced. The players were juiced. The pitchers were juiced. Who fucking knows what anybody was doing? But Caminetti was the one guy that got busted. Now all of a sudden, Ken's the only guy on PEDs. If anybody says that, you don't understand what that guy meant to this team. You just don't. You don't know what he meant to this team. There are people that will say it's because of Ken Caminetti that Petco Park got built. Yeah. That Kevin Towers is the reason Petco. Sure, Trevor Hoffman, they're all part of it. But I bet you could look at about five or six guys and say it really does come down to them. Yeah, I agree with that. I if agree. you come down from a player's standpoint, I'm looking at Brown, Hoffman, Gwynn, Caminetti. What about Finley? Yeah, I mean, uh, uh, yeah, Steve was great. Greg Vaughn was great. Ricky was great. Joyner was great. You know, don't fucking forget Kilvio Veras. I swear to God, you better not. <laughs> um, Carlos Hernandez is still around? Yeah. You know, but I mean, I th I think Lucino and Boach and Moores and Towers are such special parts of it. But you really can't just dismiss it. Yeah. Uh, you can't. Because what I would say is, Talk to Mark Sweeney. Talk to Trevor. And, and I would assume you respect these guys and like these guys like we do. And, and he was so great to us in our limited dealings with him. Um, just from a, a media standpoint, and I don't mean it in the sense that, hey, he signed autographs or posed for pictures. No, his availability on good days and bad days, when you, the fans, wanted to hear what was going on, he was as fucking stand-up as any guy who's ever been through here. You're absolutely right. And when you talk to those guys and you bring up the issues that he had with addiction and what it did to them uh, on an emotional standpoint, watching a friend and a leader go through this and ultimately it, it led to his demise, it's hard for them to talk about to this day. And he was a huge part of this organization. And if you were, and I love Johnny Gennaro, but if your family was affected by it, then I'm sorry for that. But but don't 
piss on people that enjoyed what Ken meant in this community. Uh, it, it, it's not, yeah, he didn't, he didn't fucking choose to do it, man. It's not like he went out and the OJ comparison is, and I know John's fucking around, but OJ, OJ knew what he was doing. He chose to do that. Ken couldn't stop. He just couldn't stop. They tried to help him and he couldn't stop. They really did. I mean, yeah. the Padres, and from top to bottom, put a lot of time into making sure he was okay, and they, it still wasn't enough. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's 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 different, you know. And, and look, I heard Darren and Marty the other day talking about Ryan Leaf and, and Ryan Leaf trying to get his shit together. I still think Ryan Leaf's a fucking phony. And maybe that's not fair for me. Maybe he did finally get his shit together. I, I just feel like he's a phony. You know, the problem with it's tough because, as I say, you're a sports fan. You know, you root for these guys. When you think of Caminiti, the first thing you think about him is in a Padre uniform. No, no yeah. matter, for me at least. Yeah. And hell, I, I saw him all the time. You saw him all the time. I saw yeah. him do charity stuff. I saw him have conversations with you and me, you know, that yeah. weren't baseball, but I still think of him in a Padre uniform. Yeah. Hitting home runs, you know, making crazy plays at third base for those four years or whatever, where yeah. it's as good as any Padre going. Uh-huh. Superstar level, rock star level. That's what I think about. When I think of Ryan Leaf, I think of a guy that fucked this city, yeah. fucked this organization. Set and told back. all of you, fuck you. Yeah, told you guys, fuck you. And at the same time, I it's hard for me to ever say, hey, all's forgiven. Because it, really, you might have made it right in your life, Ryan. You never yeah. made it right in all of our lives. We all got fucked. Yeah. As, as fans of this team, you fucked this whole organization. You yeah. know, so so go get better somewhere else. That's kind of where I feel. Uh, yeah, with right. You know, I, hate I don't to say wish it. anything wrong. Yeah, I don't. Hey, I don't hope you the wish the worst for you. God, but at the no. same time, don't come to me and say, "Hey, can we let's get a hug? Everything good?" No, fuck off. You, you go yeah. fuck yourself right now because you and I were doing pre and post game shows. We were part of the Charger Station. That shit actually affected us ratings wise and livelihood yeah. and everything else, and affected Rodney maybe, Harrison and Junior yeah, Seau and a time. lot of other guys, guys that we liked. So fuck yeah. that guy. Go, uh, good for you. You're on the right track. Yeah. But don't come to me to sit there and pat you on the back and say, "Man, I'm really proud of you." If you, I don't know. I mean, how different would the path have been for this team if he if he had? I wouldn't put him. It, okay, let's say it was Peyton Manning. Okay, I was just going to well, say, I mean, it, it, okay, it may I mean, not be how many I, people are Peyton Manning. I, no, I understand that. But at the time, it was really hard to see which guy yeah. people take. Now, the guys, of course, will look, try and look. Guys like Bill Polian. I was a genius. Yeah. Okay, all right. Hold on a second. You never came out and said right away, he's our guy publicly. But, but you did take Peyton. Fine. Yeah. Don't say I knew all along. Okay, fine. No, Bobby he does Yeah. But Polian says, see, I think Polian's more full of shit when he I says- that it was a debate right to the end because all you had to do was talk to those two guys in either meeting. And one guy was an arrogant prick and the other guy wanted yeah. to come in and win. Yeah. Well, here's it was a much safer play. It was the safer play. It was it was it was the safe safe move. Okay. We've seen quarterbacks get fucked up in this all the time. Let's just assume he was right there. Let's yeah. say he's been Roethlisberger, okay? Yeah. Roethlisberger had a lot of crazy shit going on too. Yeah. Hall of Fame quarterback either way, okay? How about he was Rivers? Okay, fine. Because Rivers may not be Peyton Manning, but he sure as fuck ain't Ryan Leaf either. Now, okay, fine. You're going, well, that means we didn't get Breeze, right? You wouldn't have Breeze. You wouldn't have Rivers. You probably wouldn't have LT, right? Yeah. You wouldn't be picking that high. You know, there are a lot of Uh things you wouldn't have. But so fucking what? You might have had a couple Super Bowls. (laughs) This team might be here right now. Yeah, you might have had a new stadium. That's what I'm saying. Fuck that guy. I mean, if, 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 if Leaf had been... Rivers type guy on and off the field 
where he's winning and he's a leader and he's likable. Everything we thought we were getting. Yes. And you get him, right, six yeah. years earlier than you get Rivers. How much different is this team? How yep. much different? And I know it's an impossible hypothetical, but goddamn, all of a sudden you really have that like, well, sure, you you probably you don't get LT unless you have a crazy, you know, something happens and, and the chips fall the way they do. But but yeah, you're not gonna well f- fuck. It it's almost like we never had Drew Brees anyways. Um but but how different would it have been? How different would this organization? Where would they be? And and yeah. I mean I, I drove by Qualcomm today. Yeah. I feel like I feel like the more I drive by Qualcomm now, I don't feel like the healing process has started at all. I feel like I feel like every time I see it, it's a constant reminder of what will never be again. What do you th- what do you think about when you go through? Do you think Chargers? Or do you think Padres first? Combination. Yeah. Combination. Um, depending on the day, because while I wasn't a a Chargers fan per se, I was a fan of Charger players. Yeah. Rivers and LT. Weddle. Weddle Harrison yeah. Jr. Um, just so many of those yeah, guys. Yeah, of course. That uh, Sean Salisbury, man, you know, was what? Well, no, yeah, but I mean, I, I know he was. He's a good friend. He's a good friend, and 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 it was crazy at that time that I I really our friendship started when he was still an active player for this team. Yeah, for a lot of those guys, it was uh, Terrell Fletcher. Yeah, you know, guys like that. When you would just go out and and you would talk to these guys and chat with these guys, and uh, I mean, another guy. It's so fucking funny. His name just popped in my head. You're gonna die laughing. Jimmy Clear, you're gonna say who are you gonna say? No, Bo Orlando. Oh yeah, <laughs> Bo Orlando. And and here's what's funny about it. I, I was thinking about this driving down because you said you were listening to the Padres on the radio. Yeah, we had um, Padres and we had the Chargers. On KFMB. Dude, and the Aztecs. Yeah, I didn't do it for the Aztecs. Yeah, but my point is, yeah. fuck, that station had it. Yeah. But this was a move that I developed. I don't know if anybody else does it. They may, they may not. I have no idea. But I would do this for the players because I felt like it would build a relationship that later on, if I needed something, uh, I... I could get it. Yeah. And I mean like an interview. Yeah. Not Jersey or anything else, but when I needed them. So if a guy, uh, depending on the player, but if a guy had a big play or an interception, touchdown, home run, uh, you know, struck out a bunch of guys, I would put together a CD of the calls. Yeah. And I would burn two or three copies of the CD tape a KFMB business card to each one, and then go down to the locker room. And I can remember guys like Bo Orlando. And I would say, hey, Bo, uh, Jeff from KFMB, hey, what's up, man? How you doing? Good. Hey, I got something for you, and I thought you might want this. Yeah. Here's a couple of CDs from that interception on Sunday. Ted had a great call. I thought you would like it. Maybe one for your parents, but you know who would probably dig one would be your high school coach. Send this off to your high school coach. My business card's here. If you need anything, give me a holler myself yeah. on there. And that was it. Walk out. Because then in two weeks, 
when you need Terrell Fletcher or Junior or Rodney or or Caminetti, yeah. and you go, hey man, here's your last 15 home runs on one CD. Send that off to your mom and dad. My business yeah. card's there. If they need anything, tell them to call me. I'll burn them whatever they want. I hope you're well. And then when you go, hey, can Dave and I get you on? Can I get you on with Hank yeah. and Kevin? Fuck, man. They came on all the time. Yeah. It was just building relationships. But but that's what I think about. I think about all the days going into that place with a stack of CDs and just kind of working the room and going, hey, um, you know, Stan Humphreys or... Whoever, fuck, I'm, I'm mind blanking. I can't even think of who the running backs were at that time. Fred McCrary. Fred McCrary was, <laughs> God, Fred McCrary was awesome. I love Fred McCrary. But yeah, just yes. all those guys. The junior didn't need it. Yeah. You know, Rodney didn't yeah. need it. LT didn't need it. But but certain guys just dug it, and it just yeah. established a connection for the radio station, for the show, and, yeah. and we were fine. Do you remember that? This, you said Fred something. Fred was fucking great. God, <laughs> he was cool. What a good dude. There's something that popped in my mind. I was thinking as we were joking around about Jeremy Cleary, because we always tease Costa about. Oh, my God. Uh, dumbest uh, question about ever. About Jeremy Cleary. And so I'll, I'll refresh the memory for people who don't know it, but Jeff and I had Jeremy Cleary on as a radio guest. Mm-hmm. Offensive linemen are great guys, but a lot of always. times they don't want to do it. Yeah. Okay. He comes on. Jeff and I are in the same room. Costa's part of the interview, but he's in a, his own booth. Okay. Yeah. Where he should have been for Mary <laughs> Tillman. <laughs> for Mary Tillman. And his question to Jeremy Cleary was, "What's it like coming out of that tunnel and seeing all those '66 jerseys in the crowd?" What was he fucking thinking? I don't know. And Jeremy Cleary didn't even just like talk. He just says, "What, what are you talking about?" Yeah. What game are you at? Yeah. Are my parents in town? <laughs> he says to the mic, like, that's the dumbest fucking thing I've ever heard. Yeah. And that was it. So so Mike and I get asked to be part of that that LT Pomerado Health Hospital yes. commercial. And so you guys, I don't know if you remember as Charger fans, he ran it all the fucking time. But LT acts like he's been interviewed by some, a bunch of people after the game. And Mike and I are in the background. And we're standing in Jeremy Cleary's locker. And Jeremy Cleary's sitting on a stool. And everyone's saying, all right. LT is the only one that talks. Let's go. And the whole time we're there, we'd act like we're interviewing Mike and I. Yeah. Are trashing Jeremy Cleary. The whole, every time. And action. Look, you motherfuckers. As soon as this over, we're going to dog shit the fuck out of you. You understand, you piece of shit? And he's like, what? And Mike, you shut the fuck up, Jeremy. Shut up. And then cut. There's too much noise coming from over there. Mike and I would <laughs> laugh. And Jeremy Cleary's like, you two are the craziest motherfuckers. We did this for an hour and a half. Yeah, we just threat- fucked with him? We threatened him every take. How bad are we going to fuck him up? He could have killed both of us with one arm. Yeah, just you slam know? your heads together yeah, like the fucking stooges. Yeah, like the stooges. We threatened to beat the fuck out of Jeremy Cleary every take for an hour and a half. It was one of the funniest fucking days. He won't do any media now. No, he doesn't. He doesn't. You guys fucked it up. Yeah. <laughs> fucked up his medium, man. It was uh, it was too too damn funny. I was telling my my kid this story, and he said to me, "Dude, I want you to bring this up to Jeff." My okay. kid saw you yesterday. Okay, we had yeah, a great. great time at Cali Comfort and Sean, but we we had dinner together, and I was telling my son the story about Rocky Four, the first okay. time I ever saw it. Came out in Thanksgiving, nineteen eighty five. Yep. Okay. And I said, it was the only time I was in a movie theater, as I'm telling him the story, I said, where people got so crazy that people stood up in the theater. Yeah. Okay. I don't know what it was like for you, but in Nashville, Tennessee, we were standing up watching the last fight. And all of a sudden, man, I get fucking drilled in the back of the head by like a 22 ounce Coke. Yeah. Sit down. (laughs) Stupid. Everybody was standing. I wasn't the only idiot standing. Yeah. 
So I get smoked. So I go ahead and I, I buy the biggest fucking Coke I have and I just turn and I gun it right into the crowd. And he goes, this story makes no fucking sense. Yeah. And I said, I know I probably didn't hit the person that hit me, but I go, fuck it, an eye for an eye. And he goes, this is the dumbest thing I ever fucking heard. And he goes, bring it up to Jeff today. Yeah. <laughs> so would he ever do that? I go, Jeff's batshit crazy too. I don't know if he'd buy a soda and throw a full Josh soda. or Jake? This is Josh. He had no time for your he shit last night. He, he was never so does. sick of you. This guy, you know who else didn't have time for my shit? Is Ooh. it your son, Jack? Yeah, he had no time for you either. <laughs> Dude, I've never been around anybody who's had a little less time your, for my bullshit. Your sons did a great thing for my boys yesterday, though. It was great. Now, I, I've had to. It was really funny. Did how you it, come clean? You didn't no, come clean, I did. did it? Yeah, I don't did. come clean. It's like the Easter Bunny. Yeah. And we'll tell that story in a second. Okay. So Dave's first fuck up yesterday <laughs> was asking who the most valuable player is on the Timberwolves. Yes. We're watching the Timberwolves. Trying to have a conversation. Rockets game. <laughs> so my son, Jack, who's 10, is completely into the NBA. Yeah. knows every... Like, Big I was just fucking it. with him today and going, hey, man, who's the coach of the tail, uh, Trailblazers? He goes, Terry Zott. Yeah. Like, he goes, I, uh, who, shut up. <laughs> you little prick. So, um, your question initially was, who's the most valuable player on the Timberwolves? Yeah. I think I said, who's the best player? I don't say, but I said valuable. Did I say valuable? I, either way, he, he set me straight. So... Well, I, I think I played a part. In yeah, that you too. did. You didn't help out. So uh, the the easy answer is to say Carl Anthony Towns, which is a great answer. But the point that I made having watched this team all year was I said, my vote for team MVP should go to Jimmy Butler because when Jimmy Butler was away from that team, the Wolves were completely different. And, and Carl Anthony Towns, as much as I love him, was healthy, and they fell apart and barely got into the playoffs yeah. because Jimmy Butler was out. And I feel like if you're a different team uh, in the negative, when a leader is out, then he he's your MVP. Yeah, I agree with that. So Josh goes, okay, I got that. And then you blurt out, well, if there's a, a cross the NBA draft right now, which one of the Wolves goes first? And your son, Josh, who is like such a calm guy loses his shit. That's two goddamn different <laughs> questions. Who's best tonight and who's best? No. And I'm dying because yeah. he's so sick no, of you already. Yeah, Josh is an NBA guy that thinks that, that that I don't put enough time into the NBA, so he yells at me all the time. If I have a Padre game on, you know there's an NBA game on. He yells it at me nonstop. Because it is. It's two different things. Are you talking about who's the best today or yeah, who's I the guy? I can't win with it no matter the age Who's the guy you want for – Who's the guy you want for the next 10 years? Can't and that way, you want... can't win the 24 year Yeah. My God, poor Dave's getting beat up. So, okay, here's what here's what Dave's sons did. And I I wanted to see what my wife thought. And she she dug it. She thought it was cool because my sons are NBA freaks. And it was very funny. So Josh has in his phone Steph Curry. Yeah. Okay, put big air quotes around it. Steph Curry is in his phone. Now, I have no idea if he just did this last night. He did it right on the spot. As soon as your son said that he was a big Steph Curry fan, that's when he created it. Okay. So then my two sons, Kate and Jack, start bugging him to text Steph Curry. And Josh did a great job. He said, uh, you know, guys, I would. But he's busy getting ready for the game. And that's where he fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> because he fucked up because he's never had two relentless 10-year-olds tell him 
He's not playing. He's hurt. He's out of Series 1. He's not doing anything. Text him. Text him right now. He's not doing anything. Yeah. He's just waiting around. If you're friends, he's going to wait. And I thought, now you're fucked. <laughs> now, now what are you going to do? That's stupid. What are you going to do? He, so what he did, which I thought was great, uh, his brother Jake was there, and he texted Jake. Jake played the role of Steph Curry. And would answer the text messages. And they were so nice in the messages that they sent. My fucking sons have talked about it <laughs> nonstop for yeah. 24 hours. That's cool. So, like I said, my wife was like, because it's believable to think because we have athletes numbers in our yeah. phone. Well, I so showed your son. I do have Jimmy Butler's phone number. In my phone. That's right. From the day Butler yeah. gave the number. Yeah. Um, I would think he's changed his number by now. I would hope, but uh, but they were so great and and cool and in the messages that they yeah. sent. But now it's like okay, they're telling oh, you know telling my everybody. tell my wife and so I said to them tonight. I go look. I believe it's best if you don't say anything, and they said how come. And I said, because there's probably people that he has gotten a text message from and he didn't return it. Yeah. And I said, for, for whatever you. the case was last night, the timing was right and it was nice. But if you like him, you could hurt feelings. And now all of a sudden he has to explain why he didn't return the other ones. And then we all look bad and he changes his number. He gets yeah. mad at Josh for doing it. I go, let's just. And they said, well, can we tell our friends? And I go. Then your friends are going to tell their yeah. friends. And I go, somewhere along the line, it's going to get back to him. Hey, why'd you return Jack and Kate's text and not Good mine? And they go, yeah, okay. <laughs> Good for you. Okay. Yeah. And I said, you know what? It was just, and I said, here's the other thing, guys. I go, that was really a special moment. But I said, the two friends that you're thinking of telling, what if they came into school on Monday and told you that they spent Saturday night texting with Steph Curry? Would you be excited or would you be bummed out? And they go, we'd be a little bummed out. <laughs> and I said, well, do you want your friends to be that way? I go, I don't think you do. Yeah. And they go, no, we don't. Yeah. So um, so my wife texts me and goes, what was that? <laughs> First, uh, I'm talking to her. Yeah. And... You know, now when you drive, it's Bluetooth in your car. So she's like, well, is it the real Steph Curry? I'm like, you goof. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. And I go, yeah. 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 Right? Well, then I explained what happened, that Josh yeah. thought he had an out by saying, hey, he's getting ready for the game. And the fucking lawyer blood in both of them was like, <laughs> no, he's not. No, he's not. Text him. Text him now. And she thought it was great. Cool. She she thought, and I thought it was great. And at some point, I, I took the heat off of me. Everyone stopped yelling at me for two fucking Jesus seconds. Jesus Christ! <laughs> but um, yeah. And hey, you know what I thought was great too about Cali Comfort? The food gets better there every night. The service was great. I've been there a million times. Last night was the first time I've ever had the peach cobbler. Did you have that? I did have it. It was fantastic. Oh my god! But what I really thought was great about the night was the fact that Jim Trotter was able to walk out with about three shirts and about two mugs. I thought that was really cool that that worked out good for Jim. I think Craig Elston did too. Yeah, we got fucked over by uh, Elston and um, Brady and Dallas. Because they didn't post on the podcast? 
because we didn't go on their podcast and I said, I, I sent a note. I said, hey, sorry, Jeff and I didn't make it on the podcast. I know you asked us, but Craig just sat down and that was at least another 30 minutes before yeah. we went on. We both had our kids with us. We had one car. I said, we had to run, but I go, we'll, we'll do it again. He goes, well, I can't say we didn't rat fuck you guys on the podcast. <laughs> you guys said the best of the Irish goodbye and we didn't see you ever again. And I said, well, that, thanks. You, 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 how about saying, where were you guys? But no. And I said, well, if Jeff doesn't reach out and apologize for not coming on, you still know I'm the good guy. Jeff's still that. Yeah, asshole. I didn't reach out. <laughs> um, but I do. It, it, yeah. In any other situation, because I do, I think Brady is great. Brady really, to me, was the original Padre blogger. That too. And, yeah. and God damn, I would have liked to just talk to him about the pancake shit. I would just say, is that real or is that a... I think it's 100 percent real. I've it's got to be. Yeah. Well, I love the it, the charity's real. Yeah, that he does for the clean water, and Dallas is a champ too. But what I would say to both of those guys is, understand the fact that I am now in a situation where I rarely get a night with my ten year old boys. Yeah, and that was the night with my ten year old boys. Sorry. Yeah. You know, go fuck a glory hole. <laughs> oh Jesus! You completely had to jump completely somewhere we weren't at. That was it. Jesus. Oh, uh, sorry. Go fuck a glory hole. Have you ever told anyone to go fuck a glory hole before? Not two guys that I like. <laughs> um, but that was it. Now, here's the crazy shit. Yeah. I got I swear to God, Ben Higgins is the fucking shit. I've always like I like Ben, but I've never had a, a real conversation with Ben until I did last like I had a full conversation. I just shook hands for a second. Holy fuck. This fucking guy. Steve Woods better shut the fuck up. Uh, dude, I had the best conversation with Ben because to me, as a former morning show guy, I am fascinated with sleep schedule. Yeah. So I said to Ben, I go, walk me through this. And he starts cracking up laughing. I go, walk me through your day. He goes, all right. He goes, uh, I go, you don't tape out uh, your, your 11 no, o'clock. He goes, no, yeah, no, I'm right there live. So I go, okay, you're off the air. He goes, yeah, 1135. Lives in North County. Yep. So I said, what time do you get home? He goes, ah, 1215. And I go, okay, what time are you up? Uh, he goes, I think he said 430. Wow, okay. He said 430 because he said he's in, um, he said he's usually in the building at about 515. Okay. 515, 520, I think he said. And I go, okay. And he goes, yeah, now I go to 10 because they fucked him over on that shit. We'll get to that yeah. in a minute. But he goes till 10 o'clock. So I said, okay, what happens then? He goes, God damn. He goes, uh, he didn't swear, but he goes. No, um, he never swears. He goes, he was super funny. He just starts laughing. He goes, yeah, I get off, I get off the air. He goes, we always have a post-show meeting and do things. And he goes, um, I I go home. I have lunch with my wife, which is cool. And he goes, then I, I start getting ready. And I, he goes, yeah, I got to head down. I, got, I try to be to Channel 10. There's no sleep in there? So I said to him, I go, do you take a nap at all? You got to take a nap sometime. And he goes, I can usually take a nap between the 7 and, are they on somewhere at 10 o'clock at night? Hell if I know. I don't know. He said, maybe the seven, like, after the year, they're off the air. He goes, yeah, I try to crash out my car for a little bit. And I go, how much sleep do you get in your car? He goes, honestly, he goes, about 45 minutes. Fuck. 
And I go, God damn, John Gruden loves you right Dude, now. Dude, that is horrible. That is, that is, I mean, you and I did this whole thing the morning. And again, anyone goes, what's the big deal getting up in the morning? Because here's how it works. Yeah. You know, if you ever have to be somewhere oh, really shit, important man. that you got to get up, you can't miss your fucking show. No. It's one thing to be late for your job. You can't miss a fucking morning no. radio show. No. So I could never fucking wind down. My head would be no. going nonstop like I had ADD. I just couldn't yeah. fall asleep all the time. All the time I'd look at the clock and say 2.45. I slept to one minute and then yeah. alarm is going off in an hour. Yeah. But then I would fall asleep in the afternoon for yeah. for an hour or two. And then I'd wake up and think I missed the show. Yeah. Like I'd have panic attacks. Yeah. I was so in such a deep sleep. I don't know what the time it was or yeah. what part of the day it was. He, uh, I, I don't know how, he fucking, how his health is going to sit there and make it through. Good luck to him, man. Um, That's dangerous as shit. And he's just such a fucking good dude. He's just a fucking good dude. Let me tell you something. Here's my two experiences. I've had three experiences now with him. All right. All right I'm going to tell you exactly what he said. Go ahead. I want to hear what the fuck he said. Let me hear what you got to fucking say, okay. and I'll tell you what Ben said. Am I'm I, team I'm, Ben. I'm, I know you're team Ben. You're team, you're team Nick and you're team Ben. Anything team Nick, Nick, Nick Canapas says, fucking A, that, it's the that gospel. Video, the fact matter. that Nick loved the video that I put out of you and Steve Woods on the beach, <laughs> and he says he's never seen anything better on Twitter, made my whole day. It did. All right, so here, here's here's my, my Ben thing. And I've always yeah. thought, this is where I first saw Ben or paid attention to his work. Yeah. When Craig and Ben did the work at Kogo. Padre yeah, I liked Pringles, it. I, was, I thought it was outstanding. Yeah, I, they did a great job. And didn't expect it to be outstanding, and it was. It was that's, great. That's when he was the Jack Brickhouse of pregame yes. shows. <laughs> now he's the Jack Brickhouse of the AHL. That's right. With so, angry John Gennaro. So I say to Ben and, and Qualcomm Stadium, hey, you do a great job. And I say my name, and I, we, I do the handshake out. And he gives me the dead fish. I don't. I fucking I, hate the dead fish handshake more than anything. To the point where. Did you I, ever think maybe the guy is going on three hours sleep? He was maybe going he doesn't on three hours sleep strength? in 2001. Jesus Christ. The guy has no strength anymore. Dude, I wanted to punch him in the face so hard. I oh, complained really to you nice. for years. For years, I complained to you about what this dead cock. fish. I'm the cock. I didn't give the dead fish. You want to hit a guy? He can't, yes. He can't fucking keep his head up? <laughs> 2001, he was sleeping 20 hours a day. Don't give me that bullshit. Okay, but he couldn't shake my hand like a real man, and I was pissed. All right, I go whatever. That's maybe what, maybe that's what they do it at Tory Pines. Fine. Okay, maybe he'd been shaking Craig's little hand, and he was <laughs> maybe, used to being gentle. Donald Trump thinks Craig has little hands. All right, you better take that back. I saw Craig yesterday. I give him a big hug. Is when his Kevin Elster jersey. I didn't even know Kevin Elster was with the pots. Did say Elster or Elston? Elster. Kevin Elster. Remember with the fucking. I thought he had his. He'd be better off having Elston on the. Yeah. Back. No shit. He had Kevin Elster's jersey oh, from swear. 1994. He's wearing it. Was it the actual jersey? Yeah, it was the actual jersey with the anniversary patch on the Holy right sleeve. Holy shit, is that funny? Yeah, that's he was great. It. So, anyway, so then we're sitting there eating, and we're in the corner last night. And yeah, it, he told me right there. He told me a story in this. Go ahead. Okay, because I'm dining up. So I'm sitting there. I'm talking to your son. He's sitting at yeah. the head of the table. Yeah. Okay. Smallest guy on the table sitting at the head of the table. Yeah. Okay. And then loudest guy at the table. And so the- yeah, well, it was, it was so funny. I was trying to hear everything your kid said. I was probably only getting seventy percent of what he was saying. He's probably looking at me like you're an idiot. Don't you hear what <laughs> I just fucking said? I could I hear the fucking TVs in my ear? Anyway. Yeah. So I look up for a quick second and I notice I think it was Ben and yeah. then I realize it was Ben and he walks yeah. through. Yeah. Walks outside, and I'm about to get, <laughs> I'm about to get up to go, say something to him. Yeah, and then Jeff yells out, "We don't get up and chase anybody. No. Fuck that guy." Josh said it. Josh I didn't said say it. shit. Was it? Zach's yeah. I couldn't hear. So my son he says it. You don't get up and chase anyone. Fuck that guy. I was like, yeah, yeah fuck that guy. And I sat back down. Yeah, I was like Hank Bauer with Chris yeah, Berman. Exactly. <laughs> That's when I prompted it. So then later, an hour later, whatever, see uh, see him again, see Ben again, and I reach out and I extend my hand to him. Yeah, he was great. Yeah, and he was great. He said, he was great. 
He goes, uh, he goes, hey, Sean came out, gave me a hard time, said I big time the table. I yeah. go, yeah, what happened? He goes, you guys are fucking nuts. He goes, I was intimidated. I wanted to get the <laughs> fuck by that. Like, again, I'm cussing. Yeah. He goes, I just wanted to get by that table and get outside. <laughs> he goes, I was intimidated. Is that what he yes. Said? It was Jesus. hysterical. We, ben was great, man. Yeah. He, he was he, great. He was. In all seriousness, he was. But and, in 2001, no joke, I was mad for years about that. Well, that's, yeah. And so now here's the other thing. So now 1090, because 1090 claims they have no money to bring in the Dave and Jeff show. Yeah. Um, I love the fact that Kaplan and Darren and others are in there. And all you guys on social media just beating the shit out of Glickenhaus. <laughs> it's so funny to me. So I said the other day on social media, I said, I love the idea that the on-air guys are beating the hell out of the twerps in the office. Yeah. Trying to get us in. To which some dink writes, well, you know, calling them twerps probably isn't helping your cause. I got no fucking work there. Okay? <laughs> Hasn't got us anywhere anyway. Yeah, they answered to Scott. <laughs> How about I write the tweets around here, okay? How about I write them? The guy's name was Jeff. I go, is that okay, Jeffrey? All right? How about I fucking worry about what I'm saying here? Mike, I've never had a conversation 25 years in San Diego radio with Mike Lickenhouse. I don't really care if he, if he's, well, I was going to bring him in, but he referred to me as a twerp. <laughs> a twerp. He, had a, he had a cut my afternoon show, my midday show, my morning show in my ass and Tom Howell making promos on work time. Yeah. <laughs> They're all lighting him up. Calm down. Like, I, 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 I'll fucking worry so about fun. what I write. Yeah. And I know Kaplan and Darren. I did laugh out loud when I saw that. You, Woods, they're all dying laughing. Yeah. It's all fun. It's okay. Uh, uh, shit. Uh, I'll get to coach in a minute, too. And so uh, so these guys are beating the shit up. Yeah. So now all of a sudden with this, because it, it feels like the Levitard show is not doing anything. It's right? not. So 1090 is like, well, we got to do something <laughs> local, 9 to noon. And apparently we can't afford Dave and Jeff, even though we're owned by John Moores, who's worth about $900 billion. <laughs> I can't afford that shit show. You know what we'll do? We'll fucking extend out Woods and Ben. Because one guy's going on three and a half hours yeah. sleep, and the other guy fucking pushed out two and a half weeks in because he had a fucking tummy ache. But fuck those guys. We'll exactly. What are they going to do? What are they going to do? And here's the good thing. Both of these guys are such fucking numb nuts. Not like we got to pay yeah. them. They didn't write it into their contract Stupid. like I bet Kaplan and Billy Darren. Ray and Darren did. Absolutely they did. Well, let's just fucking extend these guys out. Now, to their credit, they were like, okay, hey, we'll do what's right. What are they going to say? Especially Woods. Exactly. At least Ben has the ability to second another job. What the fuck yeah. are you guys doing to me? Yeah. I mean, honestly, when you think about what Jeff just said, yeah, they're making you work another hour. Now, a lot of people are going, so what? It's another hour. Here's the deal. Let's say you were it's another working, hour of content. Yeah. Let's say you're working eight hours a day, and your boss yeah. said you have to work another two hours. Yeah. Now you're a ten hour. But day we're going to pay you. Pay. We're going to pay you any different. Yeah. You okay with that? I don't think you are. Yeah. And that's basically where those guys are at. Yeah. <laughs> that's why you get an agent or talk to someone that's been through it. Stupid. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Now, the other thing that's happened this week in in local radio, what is your feeling on the constant beatdown of Mr. Steve Woods on Twitter? Because let's look at Steve Woods before. 
Steve Woods, 19 months ago, was the guy, kind of the edgy guy on the FM. Uh, he played adult baseball, but he was the edgy guy on the FM, right? He yeah. introducing all these edgy, probably the gin blossoms at some backyard party. <laughs> right? The outfield. Yeah, no. He yeah, he's it. hanging out. Yeah. He's probably fucking chicks before he got married. He yeah. didn't have to change diapers. Doing blow off tits. Doing blow, right? He was the yeah. shit. Driving around in his Rock fucking star. stingray. Right? Wearing his Maui gyms, looking good, feeling yeah, good. Of course. And and I guarantee here's the other thing. I guarantee you that fucking guy, he better fucking admit I'm right. He better fucking admit I'm right. I guarantee you he talks shit about fucking AM guys. Oh, yeah. Guaranteed. Guaranteed he fucking yep. talks shit. Like, maybe not specifically about our show. Probably Hartman. He probably knew it was a fucking tool. <laughs> Costa tool. But I guarantee he was like, fuck AM radio. AM radio's fucking dead. He's telling everybody he's hanging out, right? And yep. fucking the Casbah, right? He's hanging out because he's so fucking edgy and cool. He's fucking drinking. What's he drinking? Whiskey, yeah. right? Hey, give me two fingers. Not so much. Not not so much rocks, right? Because he's so edgy. <laughs> and now all of a sudden he's out for 14 months and he realizes, fuck, yeah. I'm going to be that AM yeah. guy. But you know what? I'm still the edgy guy. I got concert. T- I got Chili Peppers t-shirt. I'm fucking cool. Chicks still dig me. And then he comes in and he, that fucking H.J. Preller, that yeah. son of a bitch, started it. This has been the most prolonged gang jump in of any <laughs> guy's of any guy I've ever seen. Now, he's a fantastic guy. Yeah. I love him like a brother, but he better fucking admit. All he has to do is say yeah. on Twitter, this is all I'm looking for. He doesn't have to get into it. If nobody heard the podcast, it won't mean anything, but it'll be code to all of us. All you got to fucking write, Woods, you fucking dick, is 100%. That's all you got to write. <laughs> you just send a message to me and to Dave and just write 100%. Just say when you were there at the yep. Casbah. Right, Coachella. Coachella with your fucking Ramones t-shirt. Introducing yes. Jerk. All right. So. Fish. Introducing Fish, right? It's always some band that all of us are like, what a bunch of fucking douches. But they're so awesome. Coldplay. He's yes. probably a Coldplay guy. But you had that. Uh, Sex Pistols t-shirt on yeah. And he probably had those fucking Pussy fabric things around his wrist He probably had like nine of them Yeah And you know what He probably had like a skull ring Cause he's edgy Little scruff That's it Fuck the AM You'll never hear me on AM What am I gonna fucking do Interview Rocky Log Fuck off Can I get Fuck one off. more over here Another four roses Where's my shark tooth earring Where's my shark tooth earring This fucking guy, dude. I love it. He is so great. Okay, hold on. I just want to make things straight here. If he writes 100%, it's not over, is it? Because I don't, we have a big surprise coming. I think we have a big surprise about this whole Plinko thing. Oh, yeah. I already told him. uh, Oh, he knows? Okay. I already told him. Because all he wrote back to, okay, so. I thought we were waiting to to bust this one out because this is the greatest thing of all time. Okay. No, I told him. No, you know what? I'm gonna I, I'm gonna up the ante right Go now. Ahead. I'm gonna up the ante. So uh, we're lucky that this thing is listened to by a couple of broadcasters. Our pal Glenn Geffner is the voice of the Marlins. Yep. And our boy Al Horton, who's fantastic, and Geff's fantastic, 
Al Horton is the voice of the Timberwolves. Yeah. Now, the Timberwolves, who played a hell of a game yesterday, as we record this on Sunday night, uh, go ahead and turn heat off. I guess Dude, I, I was done watching. Did... Sorry. I, I just hooked up two TVs, but I just realized when I turned one remote off in here. Yeah. I just knocked off both TVs at the same time. Yeah. Load, knocked it up. Um, Shit. Sorry. <laughs> so, Al Horton kills me the other day. Yeah. Because he sends me a message. At that point, the Wolves are down two games to none. Sends me a message on Friday. And he goes, uh, where do I find the clip of Plinko Woods? <laughs> now, Al's, Al's never met Steve, but he heard him on the podcast, and he likes him. Yeah. Like, we all do. He's Everybody great. Does. Yeah. So I send immediately, I send Woods a message. I go, my fucking boy, the voice of the wolves, wants us to see the Plinko tape. And he just writes back to me, God damn it. <laughs> It just so great. It's the funniest <laughs> reaction. So, uh, so I call out to our HGA preller. Yeah, fucking rallies like a king. Puts the video out. Horton goes, "God damn, <laughs> that's amazing." So he sends me a message. He goes, "At what point does he break his ankle?" To which I write, "Hopefully, right at the start." Then I screen capture it, send it to Woods. Yeah. Again, fuck. <laughs> with the with the 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 dying laughing emoji. Yeah, sends me about twenty of those. So I said to Horton, "I need you to do play by play of that tape." I, I, so Horton's going to do play by play. Can't wait. But I'm gonna I'm gonna send this message out too. If Glenn Geffner, the voice of the Marlins, yeah, would be willing to do a play by play of Plinko Woods. Uh, we we would embrace that. Here's what would be great with Glenn, because Alan's fantastic. Glenn is fantastic. Yeah. Glenn is 100% fluent in Spanish. Yes! If Glenn would oh do it in God, Spanish. Oh, my God, you get better every time. Would be God fantastic. How great would that? Now, Glenn's like, what do you mean? I don't broadcast in Spanish. We all know that. Yeah, you're wonderful. Yeah, he is great. At it. He, was, he was Sammy Sosa's oh interpreter, God. remember, in 98? Yes! I'm telling you, if Glenn did that shit you in Spanish, it would bitch. be funny as hell. You son of a bitch. That, that, that might be your best idea ever. Spanish Blinko. Yes. <laughs> Dios mio. <laughs> and I'll tell you why. Because we know you were at the fucking Casbah. Yeah. Down there for that Susanna Hoffs concert. <laughs> Sitting down there, right? Didn't I already fucking say it? You probably had a docking t-shirt on. Had a fucking sweet silver chain with the American Eagle on it. Hey, <laughs> you're ordering fucking Stoli, yeah. just straight. You're just doing shots. Hey, what's up? Hey, yeah, I am Woods. Katori's <laughs> okay. Nah, I don't dance. I don't dance. I fuck. <laughs> My in the AM. No. You will never know. Come on. I do a podcast with my wife before I do AM radio. <laughs> Fuck. Come on. What do you think? When I get out of here, my van, I got the station van. It's right down the street. <laughs> Give you a t-shirt and a koozie. And a koozie. Yeah. Oh, my God. If Geff does it in Spanish. Yeah, it would be great. Hola, que tal? Pinko Woods. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. That might be it. That might be, be the awesome. end. All right, so uh, I only have one other thing. Go ahead, and it's 
because. I got to tell you about my ninety-seven-three. Can I get? Are we getting away from baseball, or is you? No, talking I'll baseball? come right back to it. Okay, it's just podcast related. The podcast has taken off, and honestly, one of the reasons why Dave and I appreciate so much what Stevie Woods and Ben and Darren and Kaplan and the rest of those guys at 1090 are doing is because anytime somebody likes what you do, it's great. And, and especially when it's your peers. I, I, Dave, I know you feel the same way. Um, this thing has gotten more attention um, for us than anything we've done. Yeah, absolutely. Because it it it's us. And it was really funny. Last night I spent probably an hour and 20 minutes at like 10 o'clock at night um, just sitting out for the first time in a long time just chatting with my soon-to-be ex-wife and just talking about a lot and and it was really cool you know we're Good. not nothing's changing ultimately but it was just great to feel like we were on the same page and while both incredibly sad that it had gotten to this point um, sharing stories we know about couples that are completely the polar opposite of how we're handling it and just being thankful to each other and and um, sorting some things out. And, yeah. and I told her um, about the Monday night show. I said, I, I feel like I've been really, She, I said, have you heard any of them? She goes, I can't. She goes, yeah. I hope you're cool. I go, I understand uh, 100%. But I said, I think I've been respectful to you for the most part except for one night. And she was like, whoa. And she's like, what? And I told her it was that Monday night. She goes, oh, wow, yeah, that was, that was a pretty wild night. But we, we talked about everything, and, and I was talking to her, you know, about how different this show has yeah. been. So what you have to look at is you say, what do you do with the podcast to take it to the next level? Because you have to look at it and say it's different. It's good, it's real, it's gotten as much reaction as anything we've done. So what's the next step? Yeah. And the thing that I have resisted the most has been the idea of paying or subscription because I understand that there are a lot of you that have been in situations where you may not have an extra X amount of dollars. But one of the things that we're talking about, um, just because you got to understand, man, I mean, it costs money to drive down here. It costs money to do everything, is finding a way to do both. And one of the things that Dave and I are talking about is making a VIP portion of the podcast with what we would believe would be an affordable amount of money. And it would give you a different experience than the free. And that might be that we do this on Facebook Live. Yeah. That um, the two-hour podcast would be part of the VIP. And maybe 45 minutes would be free. Uh, VIP would be available immediately Sunday night. The 45 minutes that was free might be available Tuesday morning. Um. But I hope you understand um, it's a business opportunity. And we're trying to do it in a way that's respectful to yeah. all of you that have 
supported this, and it's challenging and difficult and trying to figure it out, but it's also uh, a call-out to people that know more computer-wise than Dave and I do. Yeah. Because I do feel like if it was six bucks a month, and it meant that we could add... One trip to Starbucks, basically, for the month. Yeah, right? But we could add... Um, that would mean that we could add at least one show. Yeah. Maybe two shows. We could continue our relationship with Brian Curry and Blake and Alan Taylor and Ryan Barkley and... Um, I feel like Plumbing. Yeah. Well, I said... Yeah, oh, Blake. Sorry. sorry. Yeah. And, and those guys. And when others come calling like we've had... Yeah. Um, we, we can do it, but it, it's just, um, I don't know that it's going to happen, but I think, um, too many people have told us you guys are leaving a shitload of money on the table and you guys want more shows. We keep hearing you guys want more shows. Yeah. You want more shows. Yeah. So, um, it's not going to be a Dave. I think it's safe to say it's not going to be 1999 a month. No. Right. No. Um, I, I think our goal would be. Less than 10 bucks a month. Enough where you wouldn't miss it, put it that way. You wouldn't yeah. miss the money. You wouldn't miss that trip to Starbucks. Yeah, I think it's kind of where we're at. And so, um, but again, what we would do is if you were free, yeah. understand, um, and it's not going to happen tomorrow, but if we're going two hours and 40 minutes with Darren, you're probably going to get 45 of that. Yeah. Because there's got to be some incentive to sign off. Um it could be video. It's been one other thing. Dave has built this insane man cave in, here in his garage. It's pretty cool. Trying to. We're trying to get this whole thing set up. We got the couches. We got the yeah. coffee table. We got the cigar lounge. Yeah. Got the TV. The 4K that you're complaining about. You got it's one great. right next to your head. You're it's ready to great. go. And so, um, so yeah, just understand. I, I have been sincere when I have told you, uh, and I, I know Dave feels the same way, that, that the su subscription thing... I've always kind of tried to avoid, but we feel like we can probably do both and give you the give you 45 yeah. out the door. Maybe a lot of you are happy with 45, and then uh, you'd hear some advertisement, and then we'd say, all right, well, subscribe at DaveAndJeffShow.com, and, and off we go. The one thing yeah. I don't want to do, um, please don't send me messages on this because I've kind of looked into it. Whatever that patron thing is, yeah. That thing feels like a GoFundMe. Just feels really desperate. In, yeah. In, uh, we're not desperate. No. But if there are people that are listening and say, "Yeah, I I do seven bucks a month, or eight bucks, or six bucks, or five, then then yeah, and shit. I I Dave and I said the other day we had a conversation for what forty five minutes on this. I don't know if fifty people would subscribe. I don't know if two hundred, a thousand. I have no idea. But um. But if we do it, you're going to get different shit. Yeah. I mean, it might be podcast T-shirts. It might be podcast bowling shirts. It could be... Uh, Maybe an invite to the Christmas party. Let's not get fucking crazy. Okay? <laughs> not get crazy. Uh, but but we're, we're trying big, to... As much as I have this whole thing set up here for like the man cave and it will yeah. look really nice come December, I still can't figure out a way I'm going to get Lisa Ann in this house. No, you won't. Yeah. My wife will freak out. She doesn't know who Lisa Ann is, but someone will tell her who Lisa Ann is. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we'll put a dance floor right here. <laughs> so, um, so if you have any ideas or thoughts or whatever, just uh, yeah. Again, I uh, I don't know. Reach out to us because honestly, there I know there are people out there that haven't figured out that yeah. know how to do it. Please reach out uh, to us. 
goes for advertisers as well. Exactly. Dave Pellet at yahoo.com. Uh, J- JP dots at the yahoo.com. Reach out to us and, um, you're going to see, I think right now, Dave, what the other thing that we talked about is, um, we're trying to add another show. Yep. We are trying to find a way to add another show. We have two advertisers that are interested. If they come on board, we're absolutely going to have to add a third show and we'll be thrilled to do it. Um, and the way things are going and the way things are growing, it wouldn't shock me if at a certain point we go, Dave, we just got to do four. Yeah. So we're not loaning you down with 13 advertisements at the end. That's not fair to the listener. It's not fair to the advertiser. Yep. And so we're kind of working through all that. I, I just, and then you'll get to 97.3. I, I will say all this. We were talking about it last night. Somebody brought this up to me. Josh brought it up to me and said, how'd the podcast start? And if you listen to Howard Stern this week, I, I cracked up left because his thoughts were exactly the same as mine, which was if you go to podcast after doing radio, terrestrial yeah. radio, it feels like you've thrown in the towel. You quit. You feel like anybody can do a podcast. And really what opened up the door, what I told Josh last night, is when the Chargers actually left town, we felt like we had a lot to say. And... uh and we had nowhere to say it. We felt like we had stories to tell that that you may not have heard, and and that kind of opened up the door. And really, we just did to bring Mark Grant in, yep. CS in, Katie, uh, Brett Boone, some of the Stevie tr- Woods, Stevie Woods. Fuck, man, it was yeah. great. It, and Steve's been great on on the three or four times he's been on. He's been great, Trotter. Um, and then you know the passing of Kevin, CS. Divorce, Dave's dad, the whole yep. thing. I mean, it's just kind of taking it to a different level. So now uh, that's where it is. That's where we stay. We have no idea. But but if it happens, I, I just feel like we don't hide anything on here. So of course. We'll, we'll let you know. And what, again, I'm open for just thoughts. I'm just open yeah. for what people think. So if you if you aren't in, interested in as far as helping grow it, you tell us your thoughts on would you, would you be interested in following the basically the business well, plan? Well, because you would still get... You would still get it for free. Would yeah, still you show, would. Uh, the one other thing, too, you Dave. You just miss a, a portion of the show. Yeah. I mean, we're going to find a way to get it on Google Play. I know yep. a lot of you have asked for Google Play. You got to understand. You know, you guys fucking write these messages to us <laughs> like we're fucking Steve Jobs. We're two fucking radio guys. We're hanging on Dave's garage. I told you. People come up to me and go, hey, how are you doing? I'm like, I'm fine. What's going on? Well, I heard the podcast. Well, which one did you hear? Oh my God, the thing about you and your son. And I go, shit, I, I thank you, number yeah. one. But the story has revolved 10,000 times since that day. Yeah. Get caught up and listen to them all and then come on back. We'll, I'll buy you a beer and we'll, we'll bullshit. But, um, so we'll still have free content out. Yeah. We're not getting rid of the free content. But if you go Facebook Live or, or shit, I'd, I'd rather do it just Dave and Jeff show. Yeah. I don't want to bring anything to Facebook, those just put, fuckers. Just put it straight on the website. Yeah. Yeah. But but again, we're two radio guys, so yeah. calm the fuck down that we don't have 4K <laughs> streaming tonight. All right? <laughs> right. Is, is Lisa Ann your date? Uh, I watched Lisa Ann the other day on... Uh, uh, I bet you did, on, uh, Panama Red. <laughs> she was on I her, bet you did. She was doing a Facebook Live, and yeah. you know, have you ever seen anyone do a Facebook Live? I watched Alan going, do a... I watched Al Horton okay. do a Periscope Live, and his fucking head looked like it'd been stretched. Like, he, he had it wrong. Like, he looked like he was in a funhouse mirror. And all these people are like, I'm watching other people commenting. Yeah. Why is your face so long? Hey, everybody. It's Al Horton. Welcome to Game 3. The Rockets and the Timberwolves. 
Tonight, the streak ends. The Wolves have another home playoff game. Look how long your face is. I'm like, <laughs> oh, my God, shut up. So Lisa Ann's getting, getting all these questions. You look great. When you come in Ohio, when you come into L.A., oh, yeah. when, then here comes the question. When are you coming down to San Diego? Oh, I have something planned for San Diego. I will be in San Diego this year. Yeah. Like, yeah, she'll be at that Christmas party. You're damn right. Well, anyway, it cracked me up. Oh, hang on. Let me tell you this. Yeah. I talked about the fact that, uh, you know, and I said to her, I go, how do we, how do you, how do you, like, if somebody, if you have to mention me, how do you say it? She goes, oh my God, that's the funniest thing. She goes, I have no idea. I said, well, here's my thought. Until a judge tells me different, you're my wife. And she stopped and she goes, wow, cool. And uh, we had an hour and a half conversation. Yeah. You know, it's crazy, Dave, in 90 minutes. So many things could come up. I did not mention that we said. It's kind of weird. That isn't that weird? All right, go it's ahead. What do you funny. got about 97.3? All right, so obviously you have three sports stations. And I'm going, okay, well, how do you keep people entertained? What is, yeah. the, what is the game plan? Yeah. My feeling is if you're going to sit there and say, we're a sports station, there are two others that we're competing with. Yep. What are we going to do to keep people interested? Honestly, during baseball season especially, I start at the top of every hour talking Padre baseball. Absolutely. They don't do it. Even they on 97.3, man, it's, I've heard more Browns talk, Cleveland Browns talk on two stations than I have uh, Padre talk. With Nick? With Nick and Judd about, hey, should they draft two quarterbacks with a one and four pick? I've heard that topic twice. I've heard it in the afternoon with Hartman. I've heard it with, with Chris Ello and Tony Gwynn Jr., same thing. They're talking Browns football a couple hours before a Padre game. Ello's not even on the 97.3 website. That's not a good sign. No. that's not. It's not good. Devin is the Tony Gwynn show. That, that's pretty, and it's funny. If you pull up the app, it's only Tony Gwynn on the app. There's no Chris Ello on the app, the face. Yeah. Yeah, it's not, yeah, it's not, not, not good. So I flip on today. I'm coaching baseball in Lakeside to like 1130, 12 o'clock, and I flip on and say, okay, what, what are the Padres pregame? And I think okay. it was Derek Togerson. Am I wrong on this? Derek Togerson now works for 97.3? No, I heard Matt Scraby doing postgame. Okay, I think Togerson did pregame today. Okay. Really? And it was because it said Derek and sounded like Derek. It had to be Derek Togerson. Okay. So he goes, okay, this date in Padre history, 20 years ago, 20-year anniversary of the Padres going to the World Series, here's Chris Ello. Chris Ello, first sentence. It's taped, obviously. This day in 1997... Like, oh shit! I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah, you know. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. What are you doing? What, what the hell? What the hell happened here? Yeah, you messed up the fucking year. And, yeah, and '97 was a horrible season for the Padres. Terrible. And it was it was the Hideki Arabu trade. Okay, oh, to God the Yankees. Damn it. What a great and day! The, that and then Togerson, to his credit, when they came back when he was done, what the fuck? He goes in this day in 1988. He goes, Tony Gwynn got his 1,000th hit off a guy named Nolan Ryan. You ever fucking yeah. hear either one of those guys, Chris? And he, he called him out. But, <laughs> but it was like, he's all big deal about the 20th anniversary of the World Series. One of the greatest moments in Padre yeah. history. And Chris, first line, 97. Like, did anyone listen to what Chris recorded? What the fuck no. is going on over there? Dude, it's so bad. It, it's so bad. Like, Cilio's so bad. Yeah. Just college stories. Hey, did I tell you the day about I did this? Did I tell you the time I did that? Yeah. You just go, dude. I, I don't brutal. I don't hear anything because I'm in the car for Rome. I don't know if Rome's any better. Um, Rome's the same. I mean, yeah. Rome's getting up at that zero point zero in that slot, just like Lebertard's getting up at the zero point zero. They were um, the first ratings came out. Remember when Cilio told everybody on Twitter, yeah, that he couldn't wait to to show what the numbers were, yeah. 
they went from a 1.6 to a 0.4. And people are like, well, what do those numbers mean? Fucking look them up. <laughs> look, at, look it up, okay? Yeah. I don't have to fucking come over and make you an egg salad sandwich. What the fuck? Uh, let me emphasize this again. I usually leave my house at 6.30 in the morning, and on podcast night, I don't get home yeah. until close to 11. Okay? In the amount of time it takes you to bug me on Twitter, yeah. you can Google, how do radio ratings work? Question mark, And it will explain it to you. Point four is not good. Tomorrow Point four when it, is shit. Tomorrow when you're driving to work and you pull up to a four-way stop sign and you roll down your window and you start screaming at your window, more people are listening to you right then than anyone's yeah. listening to one of the point four. More people were invited to go back to the station van and the Casbah by Stevie Woods than there are listening to Cilio on an average morning. Exactly right. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, but look, man, here's my thing. I've always said it. Arrogant and ignorant is not a way to go through life. And that's the way the management team, it's very funny. It's like the Spanos family left yeah. and somebody had to claim the crown of being the most arrogant and ignorant organization. Yeah. And look who walked right in, but the management team there. Holy cow. I mean, to go with Cilio, I mean, and that was, that book was for the machine. Yeah. So their idea they lost 75% of their audience in a month. 75% of the people listening left after they determined that this is what we're going to do. We're going to play music. We're going to have comedy bits. We're going to have the men's room. We're going to have Cilio. And eventually, we're going to put Kevin Klein in here. You lose. Nobody left management-wise. Nope. The only guy that left was the guy who never turned on the mic, and you promote Cilio. Clueless. Unbelievable. Absolutely clueless. Yeah. But, hey, you know what's going to turn the turn the tide? Cleveland Brown talk. <laughs> Cleveland Brown talk. And this day in 1997. <laughs> and a lot of that. <laughs> do, you the, do you hear that now? I fuck it. With Ellen. Dude, I like those I, guys I love, so much. I like both those guys a lot. Be honest with you, they're the two best guys on the station. Oh, what's that mean about coach? And so, is coach? Oh, is coach part of the station full time, or no. is he just filling in? He did one fill in. Look, coach has to stop doing the Facebook videos in that horse shit Padres hoodie with the sand color logo. Can't be serious. Well, let me tell you this: as I watch Matt Caesar, I don't see a guy with confidence when I watch him bat. What? <laughs> What'd you say to me? You better take that back. I'm watching Matt Caesar. I don't see it. He's very loose in the hips. And I don't understand. Now, look, I'm sorry about Luis Perdomo. Are you? Are you? <laughs> I doubt it. <laughs> but, hey, join me again tomorrow night. I'm going to be live. I'm going to do a Facebook live show. It's going to be great. When my guest will be former Charger Center, Courtney Hall. <laughs> um, <laughs> one show I want to yeah, promote, and ahead. I don't know if anybody saw it. The the inside <laughs> Courtney Hall. What the fuck? 
the inside San Diego sports yeah. that Pomeranz hosts, our pal Tom Caitlin put together. Did you watch that fucking story on BJ McPherson? I did not. Fucking so good, man. Yeah. BJ, um, personally, I love him. He's just yeah, such no. a fucking great guy, and we've been friends for a long time. The thing that the only thing they missed in in that story, and I understand your limited time for for people that don't know, BJ McPherson. In 2001, basically had his head separated from his spine. It could have yeah. fucking killed him in a hockey game. It was a big deal. When you and I were on the radio, it was a big deal. In Boise. But when he played, man, I mean, Toronto guy, a consummate leader, tough as shit. Yeah. Leader, player, big, strong, broke his neck. They wheeled him in down here. And I saw him, a guy I knew and I liked, and he just and tonight he's skating. He's coaching his daughter's softball team. I don't, I don't know. Um, fuck Tom Caitlin, who who puts that show together, is really really good. And and credit to all the guys at Fox yeah. Sports San Diego. I don't know if you can find it if it's on demand, but what a one of the most inspirational guys I know. Uh, I know Craig would agree because Craig works with him every night. Fuck, man. I just, I watched that and it all came back because, like, that team, that 2001 Golds team, I probably knew as, as best of any team I've ever known in sports covering. Yeah. Mark Wolf continues to be a buddy. Denny Purdy continues to be a buddy. But now, BJ, obviously, the St. Amore boys, Brad Belland, uh, just what a fucking amazing group of guys they were, led by BJ McPherson, their captain. Yeah. And he gets his fucking neck broken and almost died. And to see where he is today and when he tells the story, Dave, they tell the story that a guy in the crowd watching it in Boise sees the accident, realizes BJ is in trouble, sends a text message to his friend who is a spinal specialist. BJ gets choked up telling it. And he said, this spinal specialist is reading a story to his young daughter getting ready to go to bed and takes the call. Wow. And the friend says, you may want to go. They might need you. And this doctor goes to the hospital, ends up kind of getting in an argument with the in-house doctors in yeah. front of BJ and BJ said, like, he was having trouble getting words out, getting oxygen. Says to the in-house doctors, him, yeah. he's my guy. And he said he just leaned over me and said, I'm going to do the best I can for you. It's incredible. Wow. It's incredible. Wow. The story of a BJ. And kudos yeah. to whoever, because, fuck, man, here that's a fucking guy. Yeah. I mean, if if I've done one disservice to this podcast audience, which I doubt because I've been pretty fucking amazing. <laughs> what the fuck you mean by that? <laughs> it's like Costa. Costa hasn't been amazing in shit other than asking the dumbest fucking questions ever and taking enough vacation time. Uh, how the fuck I haven't had BJ down here yeah. to sit here and tell that fucking story. Yeah, I, I'll wear that, okay? I'll wear that. Like fucking, uh, I don't know, hacksaw's hairpiece. <laughs> but uh, but kudos to yeah. Fox Sports San Diego that really did an amazing job telling the story of an amazing guy. I guess um, uh, coming up on Real Sports, Brent Gumble and Derek Jeter get into it. Yeah, yeah. shit. I'm looking forward to seeing that one. 
Yeah, Brian Gumbel is turkey now. Yeah, <laughs> look, 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 what? looking forward to seeing all, all that. All right, I watched, uh, I finished the ho ho Did you watch it? I did. Okay, what do you think? That was good, man. I thought it was good. You know, I, I was like. Was it sadder than you thought it was going to be? Feel bad for him when people are yelling shit at him? Yeah, fuck those. Walking guys. through airports, kids, and everyone making fun of him? Yeah, come on. Break. Do you uh, watch the Elvis one? No, how's okay. that? I, I haven't watched it yet. It's a two-parter. I recorded it. I'll watch it tonight, probably. This uh, this HBO now is is pretty wild because you can't get it. Like it, everything's on. De- it's like Netflix. Yeah, everything's on demand. But um, I watched the end of the Andre thing. Yeah, I I thought those guys were great. I thought uh, I thought McMahon was great. I thought the whole thing was great. But the shit that was <laughs> my favorite thing of the whole thing. Hogan was really funny, and me, but Dave, the scene that I thought was so great was him doing Andre, yeah, and Macho Man, <laughs> no baby oil, out, no baby oil. That's so funny to me. I thought those guys were great. I, I Bill Simmons, man, yeah, yeah, I thought that was really good. What night's uh, real sports on? Real sports is usually the It'll first be Tuesday. First Tuesday of the Last month. Last Tuesday of the month. Last Tuesday of the month. I'm sorry. Yeah. So that'll be next week. Okay. They'll so, be coming yeah. up in a couple of days, right? Yeah. Am I right I, on that? Shit. Fuck, I don't know. Today's the twenty second. Yeah, so yeah. shit. Yeah. There you yeah. go. Okay, it'll be Tuesday. Either that or the I guess yeah, thirty one days in May, so it could be that or the thirty first. Probably it's usually it that better be April. Yeah. Oh yeah, April. Fuck. Yeah, yeah April thirtieth. Okay, okay, you're right. Yeah, shit. God damn, I'm moving the clock ahead. Getting ready for Christmas. There we go. Hey, real, Christmas. Real, real quick, I went out because Brett Boone's coming on tomorrow. We won't talk a lot of Padres, but we'll yeah. we'll talk some Padres with him, I'm sure, and some of the way baseball's played now. But w- real quick about the pods. Wanna ask you, Perdomo being sent down. Yeah, I don't think he's ever back. Okay, you don't think he's ever back. And at the same time, when you look at some of the other pitchers, frustrating. I mean, the bullpen's fine. The yeah. not a big Makita fan, you know. He pitched well today, didn't today he? Today he did it. He lowered his ERA to 5.40. Is that right? Yeah, I mean, shit. He, I mean, God dang, he's getting, they, they hit him pretty good. They square him up pretty damn good. Yeah. But the other guys, not not too bad. Bullpen overall, not too bad. Kind of what we yeah. expected. Yeah. Starting pitching is is really bad. I mean, it, it's like, how big, great of a chance do you have? When you look at those numbers of, of Hosmer's, obviously his number's going to get better. But two yeah. home runs, four RBIs. Even his defense hasn't been as good as we thought it would yeah, be. Yeah, right? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess you just kind of look. I mean, what what you have to do before you freak out is look across baseball. Yeah. See where other guys are. I mean, there's certain guys that are just fucking crushing the ball. But I think we're immediately expecting Hosmer to come in here and be Bryce Harper. And he's not Bryce Harper no. or Mike Trout or anybody else. But... um. I don't know. Let's see. I, I love the Fernando Tatis thing where, where Barry Bloom popped off on Twitter that that Fernando Tatis isn't hitting a double A. And Tatis wrote back, like, let's talk in September. Yeah. Okay. It's the same thing people said. I I would say, Dave, it's the same thing here with Hosmer. Let's see where everybody is. I mean, we, we weren't looking to 2018. Yep. That's why, I mean, look, I, I, I think... I mean, I think last week we talked about what what's the in, the return on the investment right now for the Brian Mitchell and Chase Headley deal. I mean, that feels like $13 million you just flat out gave away. Exactly. That's what it feels like. You just flat out gave that money away. But at some point, you're going to look around and go, well, shit, Hosmer is going to fire up, right? 
isn't he? He has right? to. He's not going to finish the season with 24 RBIs. But, um, I mean, team fucking struck out 15 times yeah. today. So what are you going to do? You can fire Matt Sears again? Gonna, I mean, how many you, fucking you guys are going to bring can't. in? You can't change, change your whole approach to hitting once you – you, you can't. It's, uh, it, it's a little frustrating. Little things like that start to bother me a lot. You have you know? to. I, I would just say – Villanueva's hitting. Can't play defense for shit. Yeah. I mean, he hits, but – um, They play Colorado starting tomorrow for another three games in Colorado. Oh. Any fisticuffs again, or is that all over? Uh, depends on what Colorado does. Yeah. See, to me, Colorado's got the Rojo. They got the red ass. Yeah. I, I think Colorado comes out and fucking plunks the guy. So I, I think, do. I think that one might go clean because Arenado was out almost a whole week. I yeah. mean, that's your star, you know, star hitter, star third baseman. That was a, that was a big suspension. That's a big shot. That's a, uh, <laughs> that's a big, I got I got a miscellaneous thing for you, by the way. Earl uh, Bruce passed away. Yeah. Okay. It's my guy. Earl Bruce has the greatest press conference in yes. history. And I couldn't find I it. I quote anywhere. that line every time. I looked for it on YouTube, but Earl Bruce, everyone knows him from Ohio State, but he left Ohio State, went to Colorado State. Okay. Yep. And when he got fired there at the press conference, I'm not claiming <laughs> I'm not claiming to be perfect. The last guy to do that ended up on a cross. <laughs> which I'm pretty sure in the Bible that's not what it said. But a god dang it was so fucking funny all the way out the door. We uh yeah. That's pretty fucking great. <laughs> That's pretty great. Uh, what's your other miscellaneous? Oh shit! Um, I, I was gonna ask you: Are you watching? Uh, you watching any of the NHL playoffs? Because Ducks oh, and shit. Kings are out. Are you done with with hockey? You, yeah, you're... the Wild are out. The Kings are out. Okay. I, I I was telling friends I mean, I'm that rooting were... for the Preds, and that to me they were a little shaky against the Avalanche. Dude, the thing that bugged me today about Nashville is what the fuck happened in Nashville today? Shooting at the Waffle House? No, where is that? Like uh, how I'm far not, out of Nashville? I have no idea. It was a Waffle it's House right every there. fucking five feet. Yeah, some naked guy shot six people, killed four. In a green jacket. Yeah, what dude. I I tell you this, man. Uh, those those things are terrible wherever yeah. they happen. Don't don't you know misinterpret my words. I love Nashville. I really do because I gave Dave so much shit about <laughs> being from Nashville, and I went there. The anniversary of it was just last week. I was talking to uh, our buddy Aaron Creasy. It was the eight-year anniversary yeah. of Dan Henderson fighting Jake Shields, and what a crazy night it was on CBS because Dan's um, Dan's back tightened up. He fought a guy named Jake Shields. His back tightened up. He took an anti-inflammatory. He had to retain. He ended up retaining water. Yeah, and had to cut eighteen pounds in like a night and a half. It was my first experience, kind of being inside the ropes, if you in inside the circle at an MMA fight. And I'd never seen a guy cut weight, especially a buddy of mine like Dan was. And it was crazy. And Dan hits Jake Shields with a right hand and drops him. And goes to finish him, and right before he lands it, Jake Shields uh, rolls out of the way. Well, Dan's back tightens up. He can't win. Jake Shields wins a decision. As they're interviewing, Gus Johnson is interviewing uh, Shields. Jason Mayhem Miller from Bully Beatdown yeah. on MTV comes into the cage. This is all on CBS. And a huge riot breaks out between the Diaz brothers and mayhem and the whole thing. And that fucking idiot, Gus Johnson, yells out, well, these things happen in MMA. No, they don't. But that all took place in Nashville. Yeah. And we had been down there for a week. And I was just saying, like, how much different the MMA scene would be if Dan had won. Yeah. Because the riot never breaks out. MMA probably stays on CBS at that time. 
And just talking about what a great time we had up and down Broadway. The yeah. people were so fun. That arena was great. And and I just, uh, there's so many great memories for me in that town, going to the Ryman and doing those things. Hearing chicken fried every five minutes. Holy shit. I never heard this <laughs> song in my life. And uh, going into Tootsie's yeah. and every bar, ding, 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 ding. You know, I went to, I was like, okay, fuck's going on? Fucking the new Kenny Rogers chicken commercial? What am I listening to? I'm going to the Ernest Tubb record store. Fuck you guys. Ding, ding. Cold beer on Friday. I like every version of that song. Male, female, yeah. white, black, Chicano. Um. Yeah, everything. But yeah, fuck, that, what that, a great city, man. It is. That shooting, there's, you know, you always, you've heard the saying, I'm sure. Your mother, your grandmother probably said it. Nothing good happens after midnight. Yes. In the South, the old saying is there's only two things open after midnight. Yeah. A woman's legs and the Waffle House. Hey, hey. same place. That's where the. <laughs> I swear to God. Place. You find them both together right under that yellow roof. Kind of the same shade. Um, I'll tell you this. I have been in a Waffle House. I did not go in Nashville. Yeah. I went a lot in Atlanta yep. and a lot in Tampa. The fucking Waffle House is the shit. Yeah. The Waffle House is good. But you better bring cash. Yeah. And you better be okay uh, inhaling secondhand smoke. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. That's absolutely true. I tell true. you what, you're going to get um, you're gonna get a fine waffle. <laughs> you're going to get a look, an arched eyebrow if you're like, can I get an unsweetened black tea? Oh, Jesus. Because they like sweet tea down yes, there. Yes, they sure do. If you're like, can I put this on my debit card? That's when they're like, you get the fuck out of here. Um, I didn't want anything covered. Yeah. The hash browns, I didn't want covered. Um, but it's fucking insane. Yeah. It's fucking so good. Like, <laughs> I'm telling you, Dave, you understand it. The orange juice is better in that place yes, than it is. anywhere in the world. The waffles are great. The hash browns are different than anywhere in the Sausage, world. Sausage, everything's good over there. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah great. But just uh, th- no joke, man. Yeah. I mean, those stories always bother me. But I, I just, the people, I know your sister still lives down there. Your mom still lives down there. What a fantastic place, man. I'm, I'm, that bothered me a lot today for your one of your 19 hometowns. Yeah, <laughs> one of my 19 hometowns is right. I've already been here about an hour and 50 minutes, but I've got to mention the people that make this thing happen for us. Let's start over with Alan Taylor. Taylor made pools. Alan does a great job. Look, the weather is warming up. How many people yep. said today, today's a good day to either go to the beach or go swimming? How nice would it be to have that perfect swimming pool right in your backyard? Alan is your guy. 20 years in San Diego, tailor-made pools. Again, tailor-made pools, a pool tailored just for you. You can go and check out what he does absolutely beautiful no one puts pools together the way alan does saltwater technology waterfalls grotto slides turn your backyard into the perfect staycation like a resort barbecues you name it tailor made pools alan's number is 619-449-4452 619-449-4452 you know i love about him is he hooked us up with about 25 t-shirts yeah so i was making my way through uh, Cali Comfort's 10th anniversary party last night. The first thing I did was look for VIPs. There were a lot like us that didn't have a Cali Comfort VIP t-shirt. And the one thing I was able to do was I was able to turn their frown upside down by hooking them up with a tailor-made pool shirt. So yep. Jim Trotter, you're welcome. Even though you had three shirts and five mugs, you're welcome. <laughs> uh, Sean Walchef, uh had the crocodile arms last night. No, he didn't. He hooks us up every time. Dinner was amazing. <laughs> Sean, I hooked up. Lee, 
who's my main man, head of security at Cali Comfort. Yep. He said, you don't have a shirt for me. I'm a big guy. I go, I got a 2X. What color you want? He goes, I want that tan one right there. Stevie Woods and Ben Higgins will be wearing it. Johnny Browner will be wearing a Taylor Made cool. Pool shirt. And uh, thank you to all the guys. What an amazing night last night for Sean's anniversary and Sean's awesome. family. Uh, it's just fantastic. But you know what? When I walked around and I said, hey, Alan's a new sponsor for the show. And he gave us some shirts, and they're kind of cool. And whether you wear it to the gym or wear it out, and thank you to all the friends of ours that said, shit, man, we'd love to wear that. He's taking care of the podcast. Um, so like I said, Sean, Jim, uh, who else did I hook up? Ben Higgins, you said? Uh, Ben's got one. Lee's got one. Just a bunch of the guys we hooked up. Johnny Browner was great. I just gave one to Woody. Hooked up the TV in the in the, right now in the studio. Yeah. I mean, and, and so my sons were wearing the the TMP hats. Hats are sweet, but but you know, David's funny. I just had two friends that have been incredibly close to me for my entire adult life, going back to high school, and they've had to move out of California. The cost of living just too much, yeah. As so many of you have been affected by, and they are they're moving back to the Midwest, and we were chatting. And I said to them, I said, you know, I, I just remember days backyards at the pool. Yeah. And they said the memories that we will always have will be the memories of the pool, always. the fun and everything else. And you that's that friend used to jump off the roof? <laughs> you ever no. heard that guy? No, I'll tell you what they had was about 27 chicks that looked like Maxim chicks out by the pool. <laughs> Do you want 27 Maxim chicks out like by that. your pool? I would like that. Well, guess what it starts with? Get in a goddamn pool. Okay? Okay. They're not going to come out 27 Maxim chicks going to lay by your grill that still has the initial shrink wrap plastic on it. <laughs> starts with a tailor-made pool. Call Allen. And you know what's going to happen? They're going to be like feral cats. They're going to yeah. be like little feral kitties. They're going to be like, oh, my gosh, look at that tailor-made pool. Next thing you know, you're going to hear this. That's going to be scratching at your door. All those little National City kitties coming saying, I got my red, white, and blue flag. Vera's out. All those Selena lookalikes are going to be outside by your pool looking good, smelling good like coconut. It starts with a call to Alan. There you go. Get Alan's number, 619-449-4452. You can also follow him on Twitter, at TaylorMadePool. Also, speaking about moving, look at our good friend over there, Brian Curry. Here's My your man. guy. If you're one of those guys and you're saying you're looking to move and stay in California, you're looking just to sell your house and make that move to the Midwest, like Jeff says, the guy to help you through a real estate deal, of course, is Brian Curry. Brian Curry, 619-251-1588. BrianCurryRealEstate.com, all over San Diego County. He's been in business forever. He is the best in the business. So many guys do real estate. You run in everyone says, I have my real estate license. How many people actually make a living doing it? Yeah. Brian does. So busy looking out their telescope. Yeah. <laughs> looking at their telescope. What the hell are they doing? You got to Looking for there. answers. You got to Brian Curry's your guy. You name the part of San Diego, he will get you in that part of San Diego. That Within you reason. Be. Yeah, within reason. Chula Vista, all East County as well. North Watch County. It. Yeah. Poway. Look, yeah. some people love Imperial Beach. Well, not Brian and not me. My wife's boss listens to this podcast. He yells at my wife the other day. She where's, goes, it, where's he? Imperial well, Beach. Well, get out. And he goes, what the fuck is Jeff's problem? Imperial <laughs> Beach is beautiful. 
Oh my god. Fuck it. Heartbreaking. <laughs> guys in management. And he put IB and beautiful in the same exactly. sentence. Exactly. Put it in the same sentence. Look. You know who lives in IB? Don Orsillo. <laughs> Loves IB. Don Orsillo's not in IB. Is yes, he, he is. Is, is, is it where he lives considered IB? Is it considered Coronado? Uh, He's down you, the street from IB. Are you asking me, or you yeah. asking, or are he, you asking me and Mud, or yeah. are you asking Don? Don lives in North IB. In North uh, IB. Uh, North IB. Yeah. <laughs> he sure does. I've told my favorite thing Don ever did was the play-by-play call on the guy throwing the pizza. Oh, it's great at the guy at Fenway Park. Yeah. Good luck finding a, a really good piece of pizza in IB. <laughs> Disagree with that, but look. You don't have to listen to me. You can listen to Jeff right there. Brian Kerr is your guy no matter where you go. 619-251-1588. Yeah. You know what's going to happen in IB? You're going to put that Brian Curry for sale sign in front of your house. Five guys are going to yeah. steal it. Hoping there's <laughs> copper wiring it. They can trade it for weed. Don't fucking do that. Brian's got to pay for those signs. <laughs> it's crazy, man. It's like I'm sitting there and I'm looking, Dave, and this thing's been going on, but it's all going to wrap yeah. up in September. Like it's all, it's all going to wrap up in September and you go, well, shit, it's getting to the end of April. It's going to be quick. And then you go, all right, BC, where are we going, brother? And, but it, it was funny, man. And it is funny. Yeah. I, I will tell you this change is always a challenge, but the one thing that has been great for me is knowing a guy that's not just a friend. He is, he's family yeah. to us and yes. he will be family to you. A Navy pilot flew helicopters. I mean, I love that. If you have people that are relocating, coming out. Yeah. Um, if you are somebody that is going to relocate, if it is, unfortunately, like my friends went through, where the cost of living just got too much, and you either need to downsize within California or you need to move out of California, and you're like, what am I going to do? Don't you want somebody that is going to walk you through it and give you the peace of Absolutely. mind to do it? Get the most for your house as you yeah. move on to the next one. Absolutely, for sure. So, uh, again, I'm sure if you live in City Heights or IB, there's plenty of people that will help you. But if you're anywhere outside of those particular neighborhoods, give Brian a call. Tell him Dave and Jeff sent you. Absolutely. Happy plumbing as well. Once you get in that brand new house, Jeff says it all the time. First thing. He's calling the people over happy plumbing. You got Blake, you have Travis. Those guys are the guys. 24-hour service, seven days a week. Upfront flat rate pricing, never an overtime charge. Remember, free estimates. Why would you call anyone else? You have, yeah. You have Blake and Travis. They'll make sure there are no surprises. You're going to need that number when you least expect it. 619-433-4943. 619-433-4943. It's happyplumbing.com. Blake and Travis, they've helped out so many of our listeners. You guys have done a great job sending us pictures every time you call yeah. happy plumbing anytime you call one of our advertisers it's fantastic for us to see because that's what we want you to do you want it we want you to support our advertisers funny i was thinking about blake tonight because i took my sons to get a haircut jack's getting a haircut i'm just sitting hanging with Cade, and i'm talking to him about his night because he'd played basketball for about five hours he was at a birthday party for playing dodgeball he's running around and any parent knows you guys are like wearing knee high socks like all the basketball players yep. do so they just stink you just are like jesus <laughs> you stink now i said to him i go uh what's your plan after dinner you go home and just take a shower and he goes you know he goes yeah he goes it's funny after you get a haircut you get so much of those little hairs still there i go yeah, yeah it happens to all of us so he goes uh i think i'm just gonna go home 
take about a 20-minute shower because it's so relaxing. And then just put my pajamas on and get ready for bed. And I'm just looking at him. And he goes, uh, what? I go, let me tell you something, okay? I go, your little scenario that you just painted there? Yeah. I go, that works fine at mom's house. <laughs> when you come to dad's house yeah. and this old man's writing the check for the water bill, you get yeah. your chicken ass in and out of there in about three. <laughs> and he's dying laughing. He goes, what? I like a nice warm shower. I go, then you you take it at your goddamn mom's house. Okay? You take it. And when you come over here, I'm going to have a nice cold bottle of smart water in the fridge and I'll rinse you down with that. We'll warm it up with tap water. You'll be fine. Don't worry about it. Stop your crying. I've lived a full life. That's the first thing. I'm sitting yeah. here. I'm like, well, I already got Blake clean in the drain. Yeah. And now I'm going to be like, hey, uh, my son over here, right? Bieber over here needs a 20-minute relaxing shower. Uh, fucking Prince Harry. This asshole. I'm like, God damn it. I'm just staring at him. I go, 20 minutes? You're fucking 4'9". You're worth 49 pounds. Not jacking off in there. What the fuck are you doing? You're 10. What the fuck are you doing in there for 20 minutes? Holy shit, you're not shaving. You're not doing anything. You little fucking twerp. So now I'm like, uh, that's another thing I got to put on the list for happy plumbing. Hey, so little fucking Prince Perfect can take a 15-minute yeah. shower and my water bill is not $10,000. Blake, can you help me out? Can you please? Please? So I continue to be happy plumbing? God damn, I got so much to do. And can you set the water level so that if I just want to put a little hot water on for the two days a month that I actually shave. It doesn't actually go from ice cold to yeah. fucking scalding. Yeah. Please. Where I need Neosporin, please. A lot to do for Blake. He'll do it for you, too. There you go. Thank you guys so much. Tomorrow, Brett Boone's going to be on the show. We'll talk baseball. Is he going to call you David all night? He probably will. He knows it drives me fuck. I don't think he gives two shits that we tell him it drives me crazy. What, he just yeah. does it all the time. No, you know, we're gonna tell, I'll tell you what we will talk to Brett about is asking him the no-hitter shit. Yeah, that, Cause exactly. Because Brett, Brett was the guy that played with a little bit of a chip on his shoulder. He did. And uh, I'll say, okay, if uh, if Dave and I are calling the game, Randy Johnson's pitching, you're in Seattle. And dingling Dave over here is like, hey, you found a great night to tune in. Randy Johnson's pitching a no-hitter. And the next thing you know, fucking Gene Larkin gets a base hit and the no-hitter's gone. <laughs> you going to want a piece of Dave behind the team bus? He's going to say, fuck no. He's going to say, I don't care. I don't give a shit. Watch. He's going to say, I don't care. He'll call me David the whole time through, even though I've told him for, Jesus, 15 years. Stop doing that. I hate it. My mom calls me David. I hate it. She doesn't <laughs> give a shit. He's going to fucking do it. And, uh, we got to ask him, though, again, is his brother now managing the Yankees. Yankees come to California this this week to play the Angels. We'll ask him what it's what it's like for his whole family. Because uh, the story is Bob's only cried twice in his life. One of them was when Aaron got the job. That's so awesome. I spread that. Yeah. How does that make you feel? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's what Fuck, I, I you had a hell of a career. I knew you would turn it. That's what I'm saying. That's Holy why I brought it up shit. to you. Yep. So, hey, Dad, sorry I'm not the lemmer. <laughs> we'll go with the Mark Lemke story, too. I want to talk to him about Otani. Yeah. I want to talk to him about Otani yep. and Trout and and also... Ichiro drives him crazy. His hot button's Ichiro. Oh, don't okay. trust me. Yeah. I know that. Well, 
Uh, don't. Yeah, we'll fucking find a way. You know what? Here's here's the Easter egg because Brett doesn't listen to no, this shit. He's not listening to this shit. We're gonna find a way, Dave. You got to do it. Yeah. He knows though, right? He, I think he knows. Like I know he knows that you know that Ichiro's his hot button. Yeah. But I'm not. I like I do. Yeah. But I don't know that he knows he that I know. He doesn't know that you know. So I'm gonna ask him. Yeah. Watch tomorrow, you fuckers. Okay, here. Okay, here. Does I already gave it, yeah. you the Steve Woods Casbah yeah. story. So here's a little inside information. Jeff was going to drive him nuts. I'm going to say, okay. when you look at a guy that I know you admire as a former teammate, Ichiro, that continues to play at age 44 through the aches and pains, you know what is it that makes him yeah. such a great player? And I'm going to watch him lose his shit. He's going to lose his shit. He's going to lose his shit. And then we're going to tell him. we got to tell him we set him up, right? Yeah, you got it. Well, here's the deal. Also, here's here's the real hot button. Because I've been to his house when he, he showed, he's the coolest shit going, you know, like memorabilia stuff. Yeah. Here's where he loses his mind. He'll show me an award he has where he was named 2001 Seattle Mariners MVP. But fucking Ichiro got the American League MVP. And he goes, how the fuck <laughs> does he get the AL MVP when I was the MVP on this fucking team? Yeah. It drives him crazy. It's awesome. You want right. to see him lose his shit, just keep talking Let, to Ichiro. I'm going to try to see. He might it. walk out. He, he might go turn anywhere. the table over and leave. But he knows how much we like him. Yeah, he does. So I think he's going to figure out pretty quick yeah. that we're fucking with him. Yeah. But I'm going to try to get a, at least two Ichiro okay, questions. you got in. it. Like, it's cool. You yeah. know, you're a guy who played with the great Ichiro. When you look at Otani, <laughs> I might start laughing, though. Don't fart. Fuck. Don't start laughing, laugh. I you I fucker. Laugh. I won't laugh. Keep a straight face. Okay. And he and he he dislikes Ichiro so much that he'll tell you Matsui is a better international player than Ichiro was. No shit. Yeah, yeah. he I, can't I, stand him. God, it's incredible. It's like, fantastic. Um. All right. So again, in, to recap. Yeah. Mark Orsillo, Jesse, Ted are part of the fraternity, and when you're part of the fraternity, you have to play the game by yeah. their rules. I would guess that's part of it. We'll ask Brett about that tomorrow. And all we're looking for from Steve Woods, the guy who fucking showed up, right? Yep. Thinking he was cool. What fucking t-shirt? What do you have? A Hootie and the Blowfish t-shirt at the Casbah, sitting there drinking Tangeray, right? Inviting chicks down the street to his fucking pickup. (laughs) I just want to fucking, I just want to see him write 100% on Twitter. Nobody loves emojis more than Steve Woods. Yeah. Holy shit. Uh, 100%, I want to see him write that he fucking badmouthed AM guys. Awesome. And it's been the longest gang jumping of all time. If he writes it, I, I can't speak for everybody. I know I won't fucking yeah. speak for H.J. Preller. <laughs> but maybe from me and Dave, we just go, okay, that's good. You're good. You're family. Although that's my it. kids love the video. They watched yeah. it today and they said, was he trying to fall in the water? Was it hot there? Jesus. I said, yes, it was very hot there. He was intentionally hitting his face off of everything he could find for the effort. When did he break his ankle? Is is he crying? Yes, he's crying. Yes. Uh, if you want to advertise, if you have any feedback on the idea of expanding the show, VIP service, Dave Palais at Yahoo.com, JP Dotseth at Yahoo.com, on Twitter, at Dave Palais, on Twitter, at Jeff Dotseth. Thank you to the 130,000 followers who have started following the Dan Cilio show. It'd be cool <laughs> if any of you were actually real. If any of you were real. We'll see you guys tomorrow. 